Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. <laughs> hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot? Pelosi underwent surgery today after being struck with a hammer, suffering a skull fracture in the early morning attack. The intruder allegedly demanding to see the speaker. He shouted, where is Nancy? Where is Nancy? The suspect tried to tie Paul Pelosi up, telling police as they arrived, we are waiting for Nancy. I will eat your ass. Let's go, Brandon. When Speaker Pelosi is home here in San Francisco, residents say the area is crawling with security. The president and lawmakers on both sides expressing outrage and extending their support to the Pelosi's. This is despicable. There's no place in America. There's too much violence, political violence. The circumstances of the assault are only deepening the chill felt by many in Congress and what authorities say is a more threatening political climate. I doubt it. You are fake news. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not paid actors. It really happened. Very fake. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. All right. Go. Go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show, or is it the Johnny and Amber Show? My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. You know, weeks ago... When we were contemplating all the Halloween costume options, know, Big T Nancy and Sobriety Test Paul right there. I know, we were. I've never regretted not buying a giant fake rack before so much in my life. We scrapped it a week or two back in favor of what was at the time thought to be the more relevant option, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And then we get sniped by Pelosi, the Pelosi's being the the, the actually most obvious and relevant costumes of the weekend. So 
I mean, the thing is, we didn't even have to do Big T Nancy and and Drunk Paul. We could have done, we could have done uh, out of town, Na- out of town Nancy Paul and uh, the Gay Lover. We just had to come up with uh, underwear and hammers. Is all we had to show up as. This Except is the greatest for, disappointment of my life. You would have had to be a tranny in that situation, and no more. That was the rule. So, anyway. Uh, that, that is the story of how these Halloween costumes came to be. I did want to highlight the unnecessary effort. All we had to do was buy undies and hammers, but you know, I got the tats. I got the rings. I got all the unnecessary wrist wear. He wouldn't shave his mustache into a tiny pencil mustache though. I tried. I didn't didn't want to do that. Um, Uh, and you have, you have accessories as well that we couldn't figure out what to do with. Um, okay. So we've got your standard turd, right? Yes. I mean, a, a selection. A selection, selection of, turds. of of herd turds. Herd turds. We got yeah. we got one of those. My personal favorite is the di- is the diarrhea turd. <laughs> but what do I do with them? You know, like. Uh, oh, I figured maybe we could raffle them off. Maybe we. Uh, they maybe smell we... terrible. Not like shit, but like weird Chinese plastic. Would you like to receive such a prize? Maybe we can figure out a way to give them away. <sighs> Anyway, of course, we'll try to figure out exactly what happened. Right now, we're supposed to believe that a crazy hammerman broke into the Pelosi's house and attacked Nancy's husband, Paul, because he was committing some kind of Trump-inspired January 6th copycat. Uh, there are a few questions about that official version of the story, though, and we'll yeah, go Yeah, like, is he the top or the bottom? That's the most important one. It is. Uh, other big news late in the week, of course, Elon Musk officially taking over Twitter and immediately firing both Ligma and Johnson. Couldn't believe it. They were devastated. <laughs> While the uh, the same media who tell you that uh, the Paul Pelosi story is real also tell you to be very sympathetic with Ligma and Johnson. Think of them and all their struggles as they leave the San Francisco Twitter offices. Everything went down in San Francisco this week. My God. I know. I know. Plus, we'll recap a little bit of the debates this week. Don't worry, I'm not going to torture you with too many Fetterman replays, but I haven't been able to discuss it. So there are a few things I want to talk about other than, uh, you know, the, the, the highlight issue of, uh, of Fetterman's health. I think there's another scandal in his campaign. Nobody's really talking about it, but I think there's a significant case of plagiarism that he's hiding. So we'll get into that. And uh, before we're done, of course, we have some hoax hate. And tonight's movie review is Tropic Thunder. So do stick around. We will, of course, catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That's we Matt are down Christians on Rumble. Down on Rumble. Well, <sighs> I just wanted to add some some tech problems. You sounded like way too confident. So I just want to take you down a notch. Um, last I checked, it was sending to Rumble. So it, it, unfortunately, I would have to like kill the entire stream to try to get it to go. There. Sounds not worth it. I apologize for that, but I will investigate it. It did tell me it was going to Rumble fine at the start. Anyway, I apologize to our Rumble crew. I, it will be up later on Rumble regardless if you uh, find the stream elsewhere for the time being, that is much appreciated. Thank you for your patience with that. But hey, as I mentioned, you can support the show over on the website. That's much appreciated. Uh, we also have uh, show merchandise up for sale on the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com, if you want to check that out. And we, of course, have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? 
Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance-free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap straight to your door each month so you never have to remember soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soap in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything. From our friends at Hero Soap Company, you can find everything you need from Hero Soap plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners for listeners. I apologize, apologize if I'm spitting this stupid hair out of my face uh, every five <laughs> seconds tonight hey uh if you think these costumes are crap <laughs> maybe we should have gone with uh this suggestion from uh listener artist critical 3d this is gandalf me and freddy krueger you that's that's pretty cool i like how we're way better looking here it's like a video IRL. game depiction yeah i'm so much better looking my beard is is pretty enhanced in this one i gotta say that's appreciated why don't I look um, like that? I'm going to get some plastic surgery. So I <laughs> and speaking of rejected Halloween costumes. Now, the spirit Halloween costume memes have been some of my favorite this week. But just a few options we could have considered too. Uh, the Ukraine laundry machine. <laughs> that would have been great. I like it. Uh, let's see. They they actually had it prepackaged. We have no excuse. We could have got the uh, well-endowed grandma. And we wouldn't have even had to do the hard work of finding the right size balloons and the beachwear and all that or uh my favorite of them all there were many great submissions in this meme format but my favorite by far is real man uh that includes balls for uh <laughs> michael robinson otherwise known to normies Ew. as michelle obama that picture is not photoshopped uh, this one i don't think so i think that's a completely fair photo Yikes. we also had some listener meetups this week uh let's see a meetup down in tucson Looks like you guys had a good outing there. And I'm uh, very encouraged and comforted by the young lady's hat back there that it's I'm sure it's hard to see on the stream, but it says definitely not in the FBI, <laughs> which is appreciated. I'm glad to know that they have definitely not infiltrated our listener meetups. And uh, we also had a meetup in Houston. So it looks like Aww, you guys had a little fun baby. Look at that house dinner there. And uh, yeah, family, a family situation, a, a family affair, which is uh, nice to see. So uh, that looks like a great time. I'm glad you guys uh, had fun and, and thanks for sending us photos. Of course, if you'd like to fend, uh, find fellow listeners of the show in your area, uh, head on over to the community page of the website. Look for the listener meetup uh, info. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash community is where you can find it. Last uh, note here, I mentioned we're going to do the election night stream November 8th, 9 Eastern in lieu of a call-in show that week, which would be Wednesday, November 9th, but that's canceled in favor of the election night stream, November 8th. Uh, there were some questions about whether we'd take calls. And yeah, I uh, this is going to be a much more freestyled stream, watching returns come in. So I anticipate we'll take some calls related to the election. We won't do any topic of your choosing that night. So 
but uh, using the same Discord system that we always use on Wednesdays, you're welcome to call in. And I don't know uh, what volume of calls we'll take, but we will take uh, at least some and we'll talk uh, talk about the election for a couple hours. And we'll see if uh, we'll see if the civil war, in fact, starts that evening or not. Mm. Or maybe we'll see if uh, if it, I don't know, we have some court. How can I transition to this? Uh, people are going to stampede each other like they did in South Korea. Is that, <laughs> yeah, that was really. pretty crappy, but what the hell happened yeah. in Seoul? You know, they still don't know what caused this, but uh, as of a few hours ago, uh, 153 people dead and probably about 100 injured that I that I know of um, after being crushed in a crowd during this Halloween festival in Seoul. And so I'm sure the death toll is going to be twice that. Do you watch any of the footage? Oh, it's wild. So it's pretty 100, bad. 100,000 people ga- gathered for this Halloween party. And apparently it's in this geographic area where it's just surrounded by these tiny little alleyways. So in the event that something like this happens, um, all the people were running into the alleyways. And that's how one of the reasons that they were getting crushed. Um, but it is not clear what prompted this. There are some reports that came out early on that said that uh, they, there was going to be a celebrity sighting. And that's what got people running. It wasn't even and anything that, scary. They just thought they saw sigh or something like that. Yeah. But then I guess only the first few people would know that. And then uh. to everybody else, it would just be like uh, unspecified people running and getting freaked out. And then it just kind of accumulates. <laughs> but if that's the real reason, then I don't care that all these people died. The other reason. <laughs> I mean, come on. A, a celebrity sighting. You guys are going to crush yourself. We are to death. not going to have this conversation of whether faraway people deserve I, sympathy after a I, tragedy. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't care about this. That, what a dumb reason to trample uh, a bunch of other people. And that's then the other reason. It is South it is Korean they, bastards. The other reason that this is what they get is because this was the first event since the pandemic began where they uh, were allowed to aggregate in mass. So, you know, for that reason, like you got so excited to hang out with your bro because you've been in lockdown nonsense. Um, yeah, a bunch of people got crushed to death. I don't give a shit. Uh, for the record, I do find the this loss of life to be uh, unfortunate. I want to put that on the record and clarify. Uh, when you said soul stampede, I totally forgotten that I already written the notes about this. That's how little I care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? How about this then? Uh, the economy's improving. Here I go. No, it's the, not. <sighs> GDP. This is GDP. Not GDP uh, has grown. <laughs> the recession that never happened is over. Yeah. 2.6% on an annualized basis. 0.6% from July to September. That's all well and good, but GDP it's the sum of all goods and services produced in the U.S. So after a retraction period, an, a period where the economy had retracted from, because of the pandemic, um, can you really say that GDP means that it, this is the mark of a, a good economy, that a, that a moderately growing GDP? Um, I think that's bullshit. I mean, interest rates are going to continue to go up and... Uh, the Fed governor, Christopher Waller, said recently we haven't made any meaningful progress on inflation. And they're this is after they're just, just going to keep they're just going to keep jacking, which I guess is what they have to do. But it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm, I'm sick of all these indices coming out and people acting like um, it's evidence of a healthy economy. Our economy is uh, clearly crumbling. Right. Uh, we can all agree on that. Well, the, the higher they jack up the interest rates, which now they're forecasting are going to uh, clip 5% by March, assuming they do another increase uh, on Wednesday as they're expected to, and that they continue to do this. 
Uh, yeah, then the flow of money will slow down and then their precious unemployment rate will uh, actually kind of fall apart too. When it's harder to borrow money, when it's harder to make investment, when it's harder to expand your business or buy that house or buy that car, whatever it is you need to do by borrowing money, uh, you're going to have negative economic consequences. And even if we're not facing those today, uh, they will uh, they will eventually arrive. And by the way, we have faced a lot of that today in in a different form. We faced it in the form of inflation. So, right. Right. you know, to pick your poison. That's the situation yeah. we've been in for the last year or so. Yeah, I'm just not buying any of this from the government, obviously. Well, the uh, month-long adventure has concluded. On Wednesday, the, the trial in which Daryl Brooks, the man who drove his car through a Waukesha, Wisconsin Christmas parade last Thanksgiving, represented himself with bizarre outbursts that repeatedly got him kicked out of the courtroom, uh, Brooks was convicted on all 76 charges against him, including six counts of first degree intentional homicide. In other words, murder. Yeah. The jury needed only three hours on Tuesday night and, and into Wednesday morning to reach the unanimous decision. As the verdict was read, there was an outburst in the courtroom in which a man said to Brooks, burn in hell, you piece of shit. Weapon answer. Yes. Hell, you piece of shit. Hey, you are to be removed right now. You will not do that. Now, uh, I have been somewhat critical of this judge for allowing Daryl Brooks shenanigans to continue. And a lot of people who are similarly critical of the judge said, well, what the hell's the deal here? That guy has one outburst and he's immediately booted, whereas Daryl Brooks acted like a jackass for the whole trial and more or less nothing. got away with it. Uh, the scared, yeah. the smarter legal minds that I have listened to tell me that if there was any sort of uh, undue punishment against Daryl Brooks, that that could be grounds for appeal later. And so if you actually want a solid conviction on him, it's better to be a little more relaxed in your approach to his uh, discipline in the courtroom than it is to be heavy handed, in which case he might actually have some legal opportunities available to him later. So as it stands, uh, he will probably be in prison for the rest of his life. Wisconsin is not a death penalty state mm -hmm. uh, under state law. First degree intentional homicide conviction carries a mandatory life sentence. Brooks has six of those plus all the rest of his crimes. So he will be in prison forever unless he's in, uh, pardoned or some nonsense like that. He's going to rot in Wisconsin prison for the rest of his life. There will be a hearing tomorrow discussing the logistics of the formal sentencing, which has uh, not yet been scheduled. Uh, but I, I actually shouldn't be so dismissive. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Daryl Brooks pardoned in a few years time. Ah, you did your you did your yeah, time, Daryl. You did your time. Yep. We'll see. Uh, we'll see you out at the next Christmas parade. It's only fair. Uh, lastly, last legal note here. Uh, speaking of forever prison. WNBA uh, quote unquote star, if there is such a thing as a WNBA star, but Brittany Griner is supposedly such a thing and she is learning the hard way uh, how much black lives matter or don't matter elsewhere. Uh, recall she was convicted months ago for bringing cannabis vape cartridges into Russia and sentenced to nine years in the gulag. Well, this week was her appeal and Putin apparently personally laughed in her face conviction and sentence upheld her prison sentence now officially begins. As far as I can tell, she has no legal options or recourse in Russia. Now, unless I miss something, the only hope would be some sort of U S intervention. So I guess she'll have to wait until Biden 
trades away our entire country to get her or or something like that. Recall months ago, it was reported that the U.S. was offering convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Bout in exchange for Griner. Uh, mm. But apparently Moscow never made a counteroffer or continued negotiations. So that just kind of fizzled out. So for the foreseeable future, this black life will not matter at all in Russia. <laughs> And Brittany Griner will be longing to return to the country that she hates. I hope she kneels in that prison for an extended period of time. She's in a hard labor camp for nine years, right? Something like that. I actually don't know the exact. It says Russia's infamous penal colonies, but I don't know the terms of the imprisonment. Yikes. I don't know. They'll put her to nine years of hard labor reaching high up things on shelves or something like that. What are you going to have her do? Yeah, yikes. Nine She'd years probably of a, be pretty good at hammering, right? Uh, maybe. Nine years of attempting to dunk, and she might get a few of them. <laughs> All right, so let's talk uh, Paul Pelosi. Now, up front, what a we, crazy story we have both is. been monitoring this story all day, and to some extent throughout the weekend. Uh, as far as I can tell, and as far as I've seen, key details in the story are changing almost every hour. Yes. So take nothing that you hear from us as as absolute truth. I've done the best that I can, and we've done the best that we can to assemble everything that's out there. But half the stuff I, I link is changed a few hours later. So just be wary of that. Half these stories are going to be different if you're listening to this tomorrow morning. Uh, the only thing you're officially supposed to believe is, is that this is clearly January 6th, part two. <laughs> so here is the uh, official narrative of what happened, courtesy of CNN. At about 2.30 a.m. on Friday morning, San Francisco police arrived at the Pelosi home. Nancy Pelosi, not there in Washington, D.C. Paul Pelosi, as of now, the only one home, although there was conflicting information on that. But it's just Paul Pelosi at the Pelosi house uh, at 2.30 in the morning on Friday. And police are sent to the home after receiving a 911 call that was referred to police by dispatch as a welfare check. Police arrived to to find, and I've seen conflicting information on this too, some say signs of forced entry. Some say none. What it, what is what we know is that the back door has some broken glass on it. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, back door forced entry may be a, a broader theme. <laughs> this entire story, depending on your interpretation. But the attacker is forty two year old David. De, how do they pronounce it? David De Pepe. Pepe. I'm going with David De Pepe because he David we're supposed to De believe Pepe. he is the frog meme. He is a, a <laughs> radicalized 4chan character. So he's David De Pepe. That's what I'm going with. And he was shouting, "Where's Nancy?" According to one police source, apparently we so don't have a, convenient. We don't have a recording of this, but this is what one police source says. Now, Paul and David were fighting over a hammer that they both had their hands on when police arrived, according to police. David then smacked Paul in the head with the hammer several times. According to CNN Today, David was also carrying zip ties on him. Mm. And sources say David wanted to tie up Paul until Nancy returned home, which again is unclear what her initial plans, if she had any plans to come home. She did go to San Francisco to visit Paul in the hospital, but I don't know when her intended... Uh, return to San Francisco would have been otherwise. So Paul has been taken to the hospital and had surgery to treat a skull fracture. Paul, Paul remains hospitalized, but is expected to make a full recovery, which is exactly what, you know, after an 82 year old takes a hammer to the skull the next day, you're like, Oh yeah, he's fine. Full recovery for that very (laughs) old man that got hammered in the face. Yeah. And had skull fracture surgery. (laughs) 
So officially, again, this is a right wing extremist clearly acting on Trump's orders to take out the House Speaker before she can successfully persuade any more voters ahead of the upcoming midterm elections. Uh, unofficially, though, there's a hell, hell of a lot of weirdness in this story, which, you know, at some level isn't even conspiratorial. The truth of the story is it's straight out of San Francisco. You don't have to be a tinfoil person. You uh, just have to understand that the entire city is full of drug, uh, drug addicted uh, homosexual weirdos. That's basically the city's claim to fame. So the weirdness starts with Paul Pelosi's actual call to 911. Now, so far, the actual call has not been released. I, I scoured the Internet. I had you scour the Internet. You said you couldn't find it. It's not but out. What the well. dispatcher said is very interesting. Well, I'll get to that. But I don't know if you even know about this. I happen to have a source. Oh, yeah. On the I have inside. a source in the know. And the source yeah. in the know happened to obtain this 911 call that Paul Pelosi placed. So I can exclusively <laughs> report. Well, I can exclusively play that audio for you now. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Stop the hammering. I don't care who the fuck you have to call. Stop the hammering. Fucking out of control shit. Right. So that adds up. That's consistent. Now, of course, <laughs> that uh, that joke was stolen from Michael Malice. I stole oh, it from him on Twitter. Thief. Uh, anyway, um, there is no a actual audio of the call available, of course, but there is the communication between the police officers. And this is what you were getting at. Uh, communication between the police officers about the time that they went to the house, maybe a little before. But police say they've been told that Paul referred to David as a friend. Yes. Yeah. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. So RP there refers to reporting person. He doesn't know who he is, but he let him in and said he is a friend. Yeah. There's a lot of contradictions there. No idea who this guy is, his, but his name is David and he's a friend, said RP. RP would be Paul. Right. The person who called 911. Mm. Now, uh, it's reported that Paul didn't necessarily talk to an emergency responder when he called 911. Instead, he just left the line open and he had a conversation with David and that conversation was used to tip off the emergency responder that there's some kind of bad situation and the emergency responder then got in touch with police for the welfare check. This right. is CNN's explanation for the oddities of that 911 call. They're saying it, well, that was Paul trying to tip off these emergency responders by having a conversation with David that wouldn't actually alert David that he was on the phone with 911. This happens all the time. You get a call. There's no voice on the other end of it. Hello, hello, 911. What's your emergency? She's sensing something. There's a conversation going on in the background. Paul Pelosi is basically trying to tell her in code what's going on. Why are you here? What are you going to do to me? I mean, you can imagine how he's trying to not let the... The attacker know that 911 is listening, but he gives enough information. So she puts out a priority a wellness call. Okay. Uh huh. That's a pretty good excuse. Well, I, I don't believe it, but it's pretty good. I certainly could see that sort of thing being common. Like you're in a weird kidnapping situation and you actually have 911. You put the phone in your pocket and you don't really want to say, hey, could you guys come rescue me? Because yeah. your kidnapper would hear that. 
So I could believe that. And maybe you even call David a friend to calm him down. Like, hey, we're all friends here, man. What's going on? I, I could believe all that. Right. Well, I still have some questions here. Number one, how did his name come to be known? Hello, Mr. Man attacking me. What is your name? What's your name? Nice to meet you, David. Uh, Pleased to make your acquaintance. And please, uh, before you tie me up, let's have a conversation about exactly what your intent is here. That seems a little odd. Another oddity, this account conflicts with another report. Now, this is from two days ago by Politico. So who knows? This might be total crap by now. But this is what was reported. They said Paul made the phone call from the bathroom that he told David that he wanted to take a bathroom break and his phone was in the bathroom charging and he made the call from there. Well, if that's true, number one, why is your attacker kidnapper guy giving you the courtesy of a bathroom break? And then number two, if you are you having a conversation with David in the bathroom? I thought the whole idea was that you had this coded conversation to alert them. But if you're in the bathroom by yourself, you'd be like, listen, this crazy ass is at my house. Get over here yeah. now. Yeah, totally. So these reports, something and he didn't even is not claim that he was listening to him while he was in the bathroom. I, I don't know. I don't know what the truth of the matter is here. And really, I don't think anybody does unless you have the 911 call or unless uh, you're one of those uh, police officers or the dispatch person or whatever. So that is very bizarre, and, and I don't know what's accurate or correct, but I know that a lot of these stories can't, it's not that they can't simultaneously be true, it's that it seems totally implausible that all of these facts are simultaneously correct. Yeah. And you have just a lot of uh, leftover questions still unanswered. So I mentioned that there that there's this broken glass. Well, I don't know if this is necessarily strange. I don't want to say it for sure is. I, I've not seen a lot of broken glass at points of entry, but a lot of people are noticing that you have this broken glass in the, uh, the rear entry where, uh, David apparently, or, uh, yeah, David came through to Pepe, but there's a lot of broken glass on the outside. People are right. wondering, is that a sign of broken from the inside sending the glass outward? I don't know, but there is a lot of glass on the Pelosi home exterior. Okay. Uh, another, it was originally reported that a third person, was at the home and let police in. Now they're saying that's wrong on Who Friday night. That? So on Friday night, the police chief said in his press conference, someone let police inside the home, which led police or which led people and reporters to believe that they were saying a third person, not Paul, not David, let them into mm. the home. Well, today police say that only Pelosi and De Pepe were in the home at police arrival. So and I'm still unclear. Did someone let them in or not? Because they said police Clearly were somebody, let in. Somebody let them, yeah. The question was who, and people thought it was a third person. Now they're saying no. Well, okay, so was it David or was it Paul? Because they're saying David and Paul were the only guys there, and also police were let in. Right. Who let them in? <laughs> Another question, why is security apparently totally absent? Now, news reports say that Nancy... Uh, has a ton of security, a ton of Fed protection, but not necessarily Paul. And Nancy was out of town. Well, even if that's true, I find it hard to believe that he couldn't spend some of his insider trading fortune or wouldn't want to on <laughs> 24-7 security. Even if you're just like, even politics aside, you're a really rich guy in San Francisco with crazy drug addicts immediately in your vicinity. I don't want these people right. breaking into my house, politics or not. That seems odd that there's apparently no security to cover him. In fact, there was never even an alarm triggered. At least I've seen no report of that. 
so either there was come on no alarm triggered apparently even if she was out of town uh, they they still would have permanent levels of security at their home you would think unbelievable so it's either that there was no forced entry and de pepe was at some point a welcome guest into this home or the pelosi's are incredibly naive and uh they just don't have any home security or maybe they deployed like the January 6th security where it's right this way. Uh, they opened the door for him. Yes, Mr. Hammerman. Now, the thing is, I, I've also seen it reported that the hammer was Paul's, that the hammer was not actually brought in by De Pepe, but that it was Paul's property. I, I don't know if that's correct or not, but uh, but that's what I've seen claimed. Frankly, I don't know if anything is correct in the reporting of this story. But on the topic of security, uh, lawyer Harmeet Dillon on Twitter says she has actually uh, sued. She served a lawsuit against Paul Pelosi before, and she tried to get him at several of his residences, not just San Francisco, but Napa and Georgetown as well. They weren't home, but their staff were, and there were multiple law enforcement officers on the perimeter. She says a break in like this is very odd, given the level of security that she has always seen, whether Nancy is there or not. Okay, you now. have you have to assume that you're going to be targeted as the spouse of somebody like Nancy Pelosi. He he has permanent security on him all the time. This is so unbelievable. I don't know if this happened. I think he was a gay prostitute. Well, you had the uh, fortunate or unfortunate task of um, it was truly into, a privilege researching this, looking into this man's background. So I've seen everything from right wing ideologue to communist pedophile. What? And, and I say I've seen I don't accuse. I've just seen a lot of a lot of stuff said about this guy. I didn't see anything that said that he was a pedophile. I, I should clarify. His lover is a pedophile is what the New and York that, Post is those, reporting. That was dubious. Um, yeah. OK, so he lived this DePape character. He lived in a nudist commune in a Berkeley home. And outside of it, there's a, a BLM sign in the window and an LGBT flag. And then there's like a marijuana symbol hanging from a tree. It's like standard modern hippie crap. But what neighbors said was that it basically was like a like a home version of a homeless encampment where there's like a broken down camper van in the front. People come and go. It's an open air drug market. And everybody is using this hallucinogen I've never heard of hmm. that's supposed to help you come off of opiates. I, I can't remember what it's called, but weird, weird stuff. Anyway, so all the neighbors knew that this guy was for all intents and purposes, a homeless drug addict. And that he was left wing, but increasingly psychotic and paranoid. So this is from the neighbor. What I know about the family is that they're very radical activists. They seem very left. They're all about the Black Lives Matter movement, gay pride, but they're very detached from reality. They've called the cops on several of the neighbors, including us, claiming that we're plotting against them. It's really weird to see that they're willing to be so aggressive towards somebody else who is also a lefty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hmm. um and then somebody that worked with him 10 years ago reported to cnn that uh he had been living in a storage shed and talking to angels um so it seems like he had had some pretty well documented psychotic episodes that were probably um drug induced and then <laughs> the only thing the only reason i'm laughing is because i'm scrolling this new york post story and i actually see two bus like vehicles outside of this home in the photo there's an rv looking vehicle no they might both be like school school buses they might both be it's just one is white do you know which bus was his so i don't i don't know it's an in and out thing he probably was in the house sometimes it's a commune he just he picks his bus yeah yeah 
Um, this other chick told CNN that she was friends to Pape around uh, 2014. Um, and she said he was a mindless follower of something he saw on social media because I don't think he had the courage to be part of any political or terrorist group. His drug use began and then he went off of his rocker. Um, okay, so it's like a nudist colony. And then uh, a while back, he married this much older woman named Taub. Her last name was Tab. And she was 53. He, he was a lot younger than that. And they had... I believe two children. And then he had a third child with a different woman. So later this woman remarried a 20 year old in a nudist ceremony. And I think that that's where this pedophile accusation is coming from. Oh, but, but he's 20. So. Okay. Does anybody have any other pedophile accusations that came out? Because my Google searches were not turning anything up, which doesn't really mean anything. All I saw was this New York post headline. I, I, I was too busy trying to figure out, uh, all the claims of fact about the invasion to even look uh, into his background. Um, Senator Scott Weiner said he remembers his ex-wife Taub's nudist activism when he was a supervisor and recognized a pape's face in photos. Yeah. Uh, he said the people around her really creeped me out. <laughs> he was creeped out by this guy. <laughs> That's what okay, he said. I don't have a photo handy. I should have. If people don't remember the unfortunately or maybe perfectly appropriately named Scott Weiner, uh, state senator in California from San Francisco. This is the guy who's behind the uh, the bill a few years ago that decriminalized the intentional infection of AIDS, or at least removed it from a felony crime down to a misdemeanor. He also just passed a bill that loosened up the age restrictions on what is considered uh, legally inappropriate. Um, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but all the most degenerate laws that come out of California, Scott Weiner usually has uh, a part in passing those. So if this guy, if Scott Weiner is saying, man, that guy is a weirdo, I mean, that that's really saying something. If uh, well, he was saying the person, the people that uh, surrounded Tal but with like her weird nudists that they were creeping around. Presumably ah. it was also this guy. Um, there are also some claims being made that he was a prostitute. Elon Musk linked to a Santa Monica observer article that claimed yeah. that, uh, Paul Pelosi was having an affair with a male prostitute. You got to think Elon Musk is probably in the know, although he took that he down deleted really it. fast. I'll get to this article in a minute, but he, he, he deleted it. It's gone. Um, and then as far as, uh, DePape's politics are concerned, they were all over the place. He wasn't, he wasn't a crazy right winger. He shared a post, um, Stephen Colbert, 2006 roast of George Bush, and then he linked to Disney films altered to make it look like characters were swearing. And he claimed that Jesus is the Antichrist. So he wasn't like a like a right winger. Hmm. Like he had dabbled in some QAnon stuff. I don't think that really says anything. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, he, he he said stuff about the 2020 election and defended Trump, I think, once. But he had no consistent political orientation. So that's why I'm like, hmm, OK, this this might be a case where somebody that clearly had psychiatric problems was led to do something like this as some sort of October, um, you know, influence over elections. Okay, <laughs> that might be the case. Yeah. But he was clearly led into the House. And then I think that Pelosi is probably a homosexual. There seems to be like that has some legs. Which one? Um, Paul? What about Nancy? <laughs> Paul, not Nancy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm like 30 percent hoax. 70% this was some uh, well, weird gay thing. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, uh, I don't necessarily have to be complete 
so-called tinfoil about this and think it's an orchestrated Jussie type event, it very well could be that it's just a weirdo San Francisco druggie yeah. who, for whatever reason, mental illness, drug addiction, p- perhaps politics, but I've seen no evidence to that effect. But like, it just could be weirdo San Francisco antics. And here's a clip of a neighbor being interviewed saying basically what you've just said. I think maybe they're left wing commies, but they're so weird and they're so all over the place. I don't know. They're just incoherent. The entire household is very, very strange, very strange. How about him? He is birds of a feather with akin to them. So they are just, you know, nudist drug abusers and that's who gravitates toward them. And the children, I'm sorry, the children who live there, they seem to be underage or under 18. I'm not sure how old they are. Okay. And Trisha, again, what's the, what do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh, because of their support for the gay community. Because they have the flag, the LGBT flag with the yeah. pot. Yeah, so. But any signs of anti-Semitism? You know, they are completely unhinged, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all. Nothing that they believe in aligns with their actions. So they'll say that they are, you know, pro-black lives, and then they'll call the police on black people. Okay, so progressive leftist confirmed. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seals it for me. All right, so if there, if there are all of these characteristics present, if you... The, There are kind of three theories here. Like we could go with the CNN right wing extremist January 6th theory. There's just the crazy San Francisco drug addict guy theory. Or there's, well, I guess there are four. There's like the, the, this was staged Jesse style would be the third. Or the fourth would be like, no, no, this guy was sexually involved with With Paul Paul. Pelosi. And Jake Shields on Twitter, former UFC MMA fighter which, uh, you know, sounds reliable to me. But seriously speaking, it sounds just as reliable as everything else I've heard in this story from CNN or anybody else. He tweeted, my friend who's a San Francisco detective just told me Paul Pelosi won't uh, won't hand over video footage and they believe that he was engaged in gay sex. Mm. He isn't directly working on the case, so I can't confirm reliability. Interesting. That's just a story. We don't have evidence to that effect. But of course, there is video somewhere. There is body cam footage. I have to believe the Pelosi's have security cameras. Yeah. There's footage of this somewhere. Maybe someday we'll get to see it. But uh, another piece of it, I shouldn't say there's no direct evidence. Did you see uh, Paul's uh, DUI uh, incident months ago? (laughs) You take a closer look at his mugshot. I didn't notice the monkey. I didn't notice the pox originally, but the signs were there back when he was booked then. So I think this really has some uh, some potential truth to it. (laughs) So uh, you mentioned Elon. Elon uh, responded to Hillary, who was, of course, blaming Republicans and right wing extremists and all that for this. And Elon responded, there's a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye. And Mm. there was a link to this article called The Awful Truth. Paul Pelosi was drunk again and in in a dispute with a male prostitute early Friday morning. Santa Monica Observer. An author named Stan Green completely speculating that uh, and noticing that gay bars close in San Francisco right about 2 a.m. Convenient timing. Paul Pelosi has a a drinking problem. You put those together. Maybe they had an outing and decided to go home together. This is entirely speculation. Uh, There's no new evidence presented in this article. Just observations of the 
of the circumstances. But even the author even says, in my opinion, this is a, a speculative analysis. Of course, the fact checkers tell you don't listen to this website at all. Um, <laughs> whether the the host took it offline or whether Elon Musk's tweet caused so much traffic to this site that it just crashed for a long time um, into today, you couldn't actually access the site. It was down. Now it's oh, back up. Oh, I thought they up. took it down. It's back up. It okay. is back up now. You, it's still back up. And they're saying the Santa, this at uh, mediabiasfactcheck.com, the Santa Monica Observer is an imposter website that is designed to look like an authentic local news source. And that very well could be at the end of the day, it's a speculation piece. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I, you can't take that as fact, whether you consider the website to be credible or not. But I don't think it's insane to say that certain pieces are present that would lend someone to believe some of the the theories presented there. Um, the, the speculation here is that, you know, they, they agreed to have some sort of encounter at the Pelosi home. And when things got a little too exotic, as they sometimes do in the San Francisco <laughs> community, there was some sort of fight between the two. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm more inclined to believe that. I just I just can't believe that uh, somebody like Nancy Pelosi wouldn't have good enough security that there wouldn't be more evidence of a break in. And the timing is just so convenient. But then I also really like I've taken a shine to this this gay theory, too. I, I could I'm, I'm mostly inclined to believe whatever happened here is just a product of the inherent San Francisco weirdness. I don't have to yeah. be too tinfoily, too conspiratorial about this. But again, we're supposed to believe this is just an extension of January 6th. That's the official narrative. Speaking on Friday, Biden noted that the chant, where's Nancy? Again, coming from as far as I understand, one police source yeah. said that this happened. I'm not convinced that it did. But where's Nancy? Biden said it was the same chant that was used by January 6th protesters. So clearly there's a connection. And NBC uh, ran with the same thing. They, the guy did the January 6th chant. That's what they were saying in their reporting yesterday, uh, yesterday morning. It's clearly connected to January 6th, but also we have not identified a motive in the case. That's the reporting. Don't they think that it's possible that like more than the one attacker one shouted, where is Nancy? Sorry. <laughs> and told police as they arrived, we are waiting for Nancy. Chilling echoes of chants by some January 6th rioters as they searched the Capitol for the House Speaker. Nancy! The suspect's recent social media postings in recent months shared opinions of the far left, but also expressed views from the far right more recently. Investigators have not yet determined a motive in this case, but the suspect is expected to be charged with attempted homicide. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, no, it's okay. It, hasn't it occurred to them maybe more than one person wants to kill Nancy Pelosi? Like, <laughs> there are a wide range of motives. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where's Nancy? That's what everybody's saying. <laughs> sharpening their spears yeah uh yeah so again in this story it's clearly it's january 6th they, they said the january 6th thing and then they tell you at the end uh nobody knows why i did it though well then why are you reporting on january 6th what yeah you, no, this has nothing to do with they it. have to connect it to that yeah uh i don't and know I will, maybe this was a failure it, 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 they seem to be uh, making him look far less sympathetic uh than the intent right if this was a hoax uh i'm not sure i follow how do you mean um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that, that maybe that they were trying to hoax this and it was just kind of a, a disaster in reporting. Mm. And so they they tried to cover it up by connecting it to this January 6th thing. Maybe. <laughs> I guess if you if you did hire this guy for a stunt, um, he might go a little rogue. He might do some unexpected things. If, and then uh, the 911 call didn't go as planned. 
Maybe. And, and then he maybe he accidentally said he was a friend because he's old and stupid. <laughs> and then it was too late. And so they kind of tried to backtrack it. So they, they got all these news outlets to be like, all right, do the January 6th thing. <laughs> now, on the topic of sympathy, and you're supposed to feel very, very bad. And I don't want to name names. But when this story broke on Friday morning, I saw plenty of um, you know, conservative-minded people, non-progressives, doing the, uh, no matter what, this sort of behavior, this violence has no place in our politics and we yeah. must disavow. It's Except, like, yeah. Well, I, are we, do we not remember what they did on January 6th? Do we not remember Jesse? I'm not saying this is that. I am yeah. saying these are the sort of people who distort and make up and lie and do all sorts of opportunistic things for their own political advantage. And by the way, um, now those people to give them as much credit as possible, they would say, well, I'm sticking up for universal moral values that apply to my enemies as much as my friends. I understand that argument, but I just want to clarify that they do not apply those universal moral values to you. Uh, case in point, Christine Pelosi, Paul and Nancy's daughter, Rand Paul was attacked uh, in 2020, and she tweeted at the time, Rand Paul's neighbor was right. Rand Paul's neighbor, of course, violently attacked him and was charged for that. Mm -hmm. Well, Rand Paul's neighbor was right. So, you know, again, we don't see this sort of thing when uh, when when there's a violent attack against their enemies. They, in fact, they often celebrate that sort of thing, uh, as was the case in in this case, um, or, or Rand Paul's case, I suppose. The only uh, tweet that didn't bug me of that theme was Rand Paul tweeted uh, something like, you know, if this is if this is correct, I I am I disapprove of it or whatever. But I will note that these same people celebrated when I was beaten. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. As far as um, De Pepe's charges, <laughs> he's expected to face attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary and other felony charges. What happened to uh, the Rand Paul guy? I forget. Some kind of assault charge. I know that there was, was it, a, a prosecution. Was it attempted homicide? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I remember I he broke Rand's ribs or something like that was the injury. Now, of course. How can it, these crazy people be incentivized to do stuff like this, though, if this is indeed a hoax? Like, what 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 kind of incentive would you have to get to, to be charged with attempted homicide? I'm uh, All the drugs in the world and a trip to Epstein's Island, I'm sure, would be a fair selling point for mr de pepe That's true. Hmm. they have their resources i don't know um i also find it interesting though uh if de pepe takes a hammer and goes down to the san francisco walgreens and just beats someone's face in outside of the walgreens and this steals uh shaving yeah. cream or something he's probably released from prison the next day the fact that it's paul pelosi uh is obviously uh, going to elevate his charges or if you want to be conspiratorial about it, elevate the public presentation of those charges. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if they actually make him rot in prison for most of his life or something. You know like what that. I do know? We're not going to have any more information before November. 8th. Correct. You're <laughs> not going to see. We're not going to know shit. <laughs> you're not going to see the footage before November 8th. None. And I actually would. uh as far as I'm aware, De Pepe has said nothing or representation for De Pepe. There's no his side of the story that no, we can hear. No, no. I, you know, obviously I grant that it's probably drugged out and crazy. I still want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear what his side of the story is. We yeah, have not heard too. that so far. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other bottom line here, uh, again, 
you're, you're not going to see that footage uh, before the election, but it, it does exist. We know mm-hmm. for a fact San Francisco police officers are wearing body cams. Yeah, that's out there. There is conclusive proof of exactly what happened, at least from the point of police contact. Yeah, that was another question I, I forgot in the list of questions that are still outstanding. The, the story officially is that there was no attack on Paul Pelosi until police arrived. Police entered the building. They found both of them with hands on the hammer. De Pepe wrestled it away from him and then beat him with the police there. And then the police intervened. So there was no physical attack until the police showed up is the official timeline. Right. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, that's that's all I know. So perhaps there's more information out there already. If you guys uh, have information that we don't or we got something wrong, I certainly invite your uh, your updates and notes in the chat. But uh, we, we're probably due for a break if you're ready to take one. Yeah, sure. Let me reload this. Do, 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 do. All right. Um, Robin D. Banks, let's be real. This isn't the first time the police were called because of how hammered Paul Pelosi's got now. <laughs> Looking at the facts surrounding it, I think Elod's right. This has serious Ed Buck vibes. Oh, yeah. Who's Ed Buck? I don't know the reference. Um, He was that. Oh, I don't want to get this wrong. He was a politician that got uh, caught in a compromising position some Faggy position. Hold on. Will you read the next one? I want to make sure I don't. Yeah. Let's see. That was Robin, right? Yeah. Next up, uh, Daniel Kunkel. I'm cautiously optimistic about the outcome of the upcoming election. Then again, I was fairly optimistic about the last one, too. No matter what, just don't rely too much on the government to save you. Well, it is going to be an eventful evening which ilu- in which illusions are shattered or perhaps illusions are attempted to be maintained. I can't wait. Um, yeah, me too. I'm excited yeah. for that stream. I'm excited either for the uh, SmackDown that it should be or for the uh, dose of reality that I'm about to get for having any lingering faith in the system whatsoever. I know. I can't wait to see it in real time. Okay, so he was this businessman and actor. This was actually pretty recent. I can't believe I couldn't remember the specifics, but he became involved in politics after the election of Evan McKem as governor of Arizona and then... Two black guys, the first in 2017 and the second in 2019, were discovered dead in his West Hollywood home. Oh, yeah. I've Remember? Heard and, and they yeah. said later it was drug overdoses, but this yeah. it was like really weird circumstances. Um, but I think that what was happening was he was injecting them with crystal meth for like sex and then they were ODing because most people don't inject crystal meth. I'll take your word for it. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm. I yeah, it does kind of have um, flavors of Ed Buck. I wish I wouldn't have said that specific word. Flavor. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of flavors involved. Yeah. Um, Ooga Boogaloo. Matt and I once made love. We were in San Francisco getting hammered when the cops busted in and caught us wrestling in our undies. Good thing they planted those zip ties too, or everyone would. Many think- of those people probably have AIDS. Or everyone would think we're a couple of fags. That was too early. Sorry. Too early. <laughs> Injured guardian. Inflation is not higher prices. It's the government artificially inflating the money supply through printing unbacked currency, hence the name in the Fed return to sound money here. Yeah, here. Who was it? AOC or someone was doing a, a political show or a Sunday show interview talking about how inflation is the consequence of Wall Street decisions somehow. It was AOC. Yeah, she was yeah. like, a, she's like, Biden's policies are not uh, resulting in inflation. This is corporate greed. <sighs> it's funny how they just like January 2021. They're like, guys. I don't know if you know, but we could be greedy. We could all simultaneously jack up the price on everything. 
I sorry, know. I don't want to do the Biden whisper bit. But yeah, it's as though like not just the oil companies, but everybody got together yeah. and realized, you know, if we all join in a secret pact, we could uh, exploit the consumer and, and not one of us will ever break the pact in order to undercut the other and sell everything we have for a lower price and make all the money. No. Yeah. We're going to we're going to maintain this to our graves. Um, Metal Rules says MC Pelosi was too legit to quit the what is that emoji it's too small i can't see it looks it. like beers oh yeah like beer. clanking beer mugs it, oh, it, like yeah. one of these you know it looks like that hey yeah uh robin d bangs the left be like oh my god becky we can't let the grillionaires take over twatter the rich tm shouldn't have that power ever me be like who, who wants to tell them we're going to uh, talk yeah. about this. I'm going to rain all over everybody's Elon Musk parade, though. I'm sorry. Uh, I think a fair. Uh, well, as as we've discussed, I, I'm going to allow him the opportunity to prove it, but I, he's not going to earn my loyalty by default. I think that's fair. Uh, injured Guardian. Y'all have Saki circle back sounder. Y'all should consider adding a KGP. I don't have anything sounder. Wait, do we have any sounders from her? Uh, I don't think I do. And that actually is uh, that is insufficient. You're right. Uh, but I don't know if you have that clip, send it my way. Or if you have good Kareem Jean-Pierre, Jen Blackie sounders that you'd like to hear. Yeah. Send them my yep. way and I can uh, I can put them into the system. Do you want to take a few or should we? Yeah. Uh, Long Don John said uh, something tells me there's going to be much less curry cooked at Twitter HQ this week. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's been your favorite part of the story? Mine was the fact checks finally appearing on leftist news. We will talk about that a little bit. Uh, my favorite part of the story. Uh, it's got to be Ligma and Johnson, which we'll get to in a minute. That was a good one. Although yeah. I was pretty embarrassed that I did not know anything about this. You would have been tricked. You would have been, been tricked. Yeah. Although I probably on... would have done my due diligence to like look into the people that were making this claim. And they did seem particularly morose, like inauthentically morose. I hope that I would have picked up. But based on the Ligma thing, I think that that would have just huh. slid right past me. Uh, I bought uh, no note. Thank you for supporting the show. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. Oh, God. Thank you. Rocky Mountain Monk says, Matt always uh, says this is a great show, terrific show, frankly, the best. And you can ask anyone about that. So I asked Carl Benjamin and he said, no, no. In fact, it is uh, oh, Carl, Carl, Carl Bernstein. Sorry, I should have known this. <laughs> this is a direct reference to my video posted yesterday. Carl Benjamin. I don't mean to implicate Sargon. He asked Carl Bernstein and he said, no, no, it is actually far worse than Watergate, which is exactly what he would say. You're correct. Yeah. This week is the most I've seen the N word used on Twitter since the left blamed Clarence Thomas for overturning Roe versus Wade. That's also correct. My God. All right. Robin D. Banks, Twitter's in play and the normie, uh, the normies are waking up. The year of the red pill is here. We can wage me more again. Everyone get in the circle and join hands. We're summoning Keck right now, Deus Vault. Well, I'm with you in spirit. I hope that is the turnout, uh, the, the, uh, the result of this uh, election. Uh, I'm a little skeptical of the communist gestures, though. I don't know if yeah. I want to get in a circle and join hands. But I appreciate the spirit. Travis Valle Comedy says, I grew up in a very Republican household. Everyone in my family is a Republican. We were all shocked to learn that my grandma voted for Biden in 2020. Weirdest part about it was she died like 10 years ago. Oh, <laughs> that falling. was four days ago, five days ago. Five Thank days you, ago. Travis. M-Dub says, Matt and I once made love and he had a... He, oh, God. Let me back up. Matt and I once made love and he brought a friend. 
They were swinging their hammers like I was Paul Pelosi. I think the other guy was Ibot PN because when because he left when he left, there was no note. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry I butchered the reading of that one a little bit. But uh, that is true to character for Ibot. And thank you, Mr. M-Dub. All right, last one for now. Mr. Harry Pole, because I'll remember where I left off. I'm probably sleeping right now, but here's 10 bucks from your hairiest European listener. I don't really care about USA politics. I just like listening to Matt being wrong about movies during my Monday morning workouts. Well, hey, if that provides you with workout motivation, I'll take it. Okay, uh, as Jen says, we will come back to your chats toward the end of the show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. And we'll get into the other big news of the weekend. Um, and it's, a, you know, it's another costume option we could have gone with, which is unemployed San Francisco hobo. I could have been former Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal or however the hell you say his name. You could have been head uh, lawyer and head Trump banner <laughs> Vijay J. Gotti. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we do that? I could have done brown face again. Yeah, that's true. Could have done the dots and everything. Uh, (laughs) Before we get into the Twitter story, I uh, I have to make sure that that I properly memorialize and remember that infamous performance by Chief Censor Vijay J on uh, 2019. It was in 2019 on Joe Rogan's show with Tim Poole. And we may not hear from Vijay J for a while, so she deserves a proper send off just like anybody else. We will indeed remember Vijay J. In many cases, if they do it again, we give them a timeout. Timeout, you're a mom. <laughs> I'm totally a mom, exactly. I do think we've failed in a couple of ways, and I, I mm, want to admit that. Failure comes with a big penalty. You're fired. Day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. Thank you for the feedback. I'm I'm happy to bring that one back, actually. Maybe that's my favorite piece of this story is remembering the day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready quote from uh, Vijaya or whoever you say her name. It was a great one. Yeah. Well, uh, let me. I already lost my spot. Hold on. Uh, It became official on Thursday. Elon Musk closed the deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion and immediately fired the executive team. Again, CEO Parag Agrawal, CFO Ned Siegel, and Chief Legal Officer Vijaya Gadi. But um, they actually will not be San Francisco hobos. Um, It turns out they're going to get paid collectively $187 million by Musk because he's buying out their shares in the company. So uh, it's not like they're going to, you know, they, they got a nice deal out of this. Good yeah. news. They get to go away. Bad news. Elon Musk is paying them a lot of money to go Do away. Uh, it is going to be. Uh, oh, you know what? Before I get it too far ahead, uh, that was the, the probably the tweet of the week. It was Elon Musk tweeting out. Let that sink in entering Twitter headquarters. He literally carried a sink into the company headquarters. All right. Decent bit. Pretty uh, good. Pr- probably better than all of my bits, so I shouldn't dismiss it. Um, it's going to be it, it might not be tough for uh, for Parag and Vijay J and company because they're going to get paid out. But it is going to be a lot tougher for Ligma and Johnson and company. They might be San Francisco hobos. 
I know. It, the, the funniest thing about this is CNBC's, is her name Deirdre Bosa? I don't, but yeah, I don't know. They were all serious about it. She tweeted, um, it's happening. The entire team of data engineers let go. These are two of them. So dramatic. They haven't, she hasn't deleted it yet either. It's still up. Uh, no, because she followed up with, with a bunch of stuff. Uh, ah. They're visibly shaken. Daniel tells us he owns a Tesla and doesn't know how he's going to make payments. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one said that he was terminated during a Zoom meeting. Um, obviously, these are not actually ex-Twitter workers. Somebody from Twitter tweeted at Bosa and was like, if you would have just done some preliminary checks, you would have found out that this, these guys clearly, clearly do not work here. So we should watch this clip. Yeah, here is uh, which one. This is this is Daniel Johnson. There was Raul Ligma and Daniel Johnson. This is Daniel Johnson speaking with reporters. What do you make of that? What do you think Twitter will look like? I mean, a free speech is, you know, Nazis saying that, uh, you know, trans women shouldn't, you know, use women's uh, locker rooms, then awesome. I guess mission accomplished. We'll see. Listen, I got to touch base with my husband and wife. I got to get out of here. All right. Thank you, guys. Sorry, Daniel. Thank you. Those kind of subtleties you'd think you'd pick up on. I got to touch base with my husband and wife. My husband is wife. Yeah. Might have been a little more obvious if he if he said wife and wife's boyfriend. Then maybe. But it is San Francisco. So anything goes. Now, you were saying that the name wouldn't have necessarily tipped you off. And I don't think so. Yeah. In defense of that, it was Ligma and Johnson. The guy's name wasn't Ligma Johnson. Right. Uh, It was Rahul Ligma. Rahul Ligma sounds like a guy who would work at Twitter. So I get how you might be duped there. And of course, Daniel Johnson is a completely normal sounding name. It's only through putting them together that you piece it together. But they said absurd enough things that you would uh, you'd think they would have been tipped off. Anyway, Elon Musk, of course, tweeted out Ligma Johnson had it coming with the eggplant emoji. And um, and not only did the uh, a lot of mainstream outlets get duped by Ligma and Johnson, like you described, Occupy Democrats even got tricked by this tweet. Occupy Democrats tweeted out breaking news. MAGA jerk Elon Musk posted a tweet bullying and making fun of the Twitter employees that he just fired. Tweeting that they had it coming and even added the penis emoji to rub it in. Unfortunate (laughs) phrasing. Um, And and to uh, Long Dong John's point earlier, there are many tweets popping up now. This one included this actually had context added fact check saying uh, actually they were not real Twitter employees, just so you know. So these these sort of added context or mini fact checks are popping up in places you might not expect now. As I understand, like as a formal matter, I don't think Elon Musk has has made changes so far, at least that they've disclosed. But anecdotally, people are saying that they're seeing these fact checks more in place left wing places. You might not expect to see them. People are saying their follower counts are being freed up. So maybe there are some changes happening behind the scenes. I don't know. But. uh, Oh, uh, as far as what might happen to uh, employees, real employees, not Ligma and Johnson. Um, some may actually get financially burned. Uh, it's still unclear how many employees Elon will lay off and win. But according to the New York Times, he may make significant moves before Tuesday, because on Tuesday, November 1st, employees are scheduled to receive stock grants as part of their compensation. The Times says those stock grants amount to a significant portion of employee pay. So if Elon fires these workers before Tuesday, he would avoid giving those grants. I'm not sure how those grants work out now that the company is going to be privately held too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Or I guess, can do you still do a, a private, 
Do you still issue stock within the company if it's privately held? I guess I don't know exactly how all of this works out, but well, you know, shame on people that work for Twitter. So I suppose I <laughs> don't really care about this. Well, uh, Ligma should have gone. Maybe he can get a job at Tesla to pay off his car because business at Tesla is booming, not just in their car sales, but in terms of doing Twitter code review, I guess. Uh, Elon brought in Tesla workers to review the Twitter code and the algorithms this week. I guess they had meetings with Twitter leadership uh, and they're believed to be assessing what they need to do to Twitter's code and algorithms to bring the system in line with with Musk's vision. Although all that mm-hmm. stuff is still sort of long term, not necessarily switches they're going to flip tomorrow. But as far as what Elon has to say about whether accounts like yours are coming back, uh, he did respond to Michaela Peterson, who was asking about reinstating her dad, Jordan Peterson, uh, that anyone and Elon said anyone previously banned for dubious reasons will be freed from Twitter jail. There's no timeline given for that. No definition for Ooh. what dubious reasons are. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, I think this is bullshit. I don't I don't give a crap if Jordan Peterson, like barely center right, nominally center right constitutional conservative Jordan Peterson gets reinstated. I care if like is Andrew Anglin going to absolute son of a bitch. Is Andrew Anglin going to have an account? I mean, are are is Owen Benjamin going to be let back? Like those are the people that I that I care about being able to have Twitter accounts. And then I saw that Elon today tweeted um, retweeted somebody and he said Twitter will be forming a content moderation mm-hmm. council with widely diverse viewpoints no major content decisions or account reinstatements will happen before that council convenes to be super clear we have not yet made any changes to Twitter's content moderation policies that tells me we're going to talk a little bit more about um, other things that he said with this n-word thing and um, that tells me that uh, there's no real plan for reinstatement and and the the kinds of people that he's talking about rein like jordan peterson who cares i agree that that those are the easy ones and if you are serious about the principles that you've <clears throat> excuse me articulated previously the uh opinions are going to have to be spicier than that i think that's yeah. fair to say um is he going to um, let people go full kanye on the platform or not that's what everybody wants to know well and we'll have to find out uh but i until he says a firm no to those questions, I also am not going to assume that he won't do that. Um, but he, you're right. He has said that he's going to form this council. Who's on the council? What does the council do? What criteria do the council use to evaluate these decisions? Yeah. We don't know so far. Yeah, it's totally vague, suspiciously vague. I, I, I hate to put my my hopes on Elon Musk because he is a transhumanist billionaire. So there are reasons to doubt, but like this whole week, it was just the ups and downs. I'm like, free speech is back. I'm like, we're, we're banned again. I'm going to get my Twitter account back. I'm never going to be back on Twitter. It's like, I need more information before I can feel anything. Yeah. I, but I think it's also fair to give him the benefit of the doubt until he shows that he is not worthy of that until he says, no, no, this person is, is, uh, too crazy. This person is too much of a bad guy to be allowed on Twitter. And I haven't seen that yet. I think that it's I, taking over a company on that scale and just reversing all of its prior policies is not something that is done easily. And right. so I don't I don't want to assume that he won't because it could be as simple as technologically. It's very hard to do that. And mm-hmm. if you want to do it, I think you probably have to do that in one big sweep where it's like, all right, here's uh, 
here's blank slate Twitter day where we're just yeah. starting over. And even that there's a lot of um, I'm sure there's a lot of work behind the scenes to take care of to do that. Until he says, like, I, I assume he's not going to sit there and evaluate. OK, Jordan Peterson, good. Uh, Owen Benjamin, bad. Click yes. Click no. There's going to have to be some broad decision. And until he says this person is not. This person is so bad, I will not allow them to speak. I'll reserve my uh, my disappointment until that that point. Uh, I hope he doesn't get to that point. I hope he stays true to everything he said so far. And I, I will also say I didn't expect this deal to close. I thought there was going to be some BS and this would never actually happen. Yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, he has followed through on that end of it. And in all likelihood, at least in the short term, that's a massive financial loss for him. He's yeah. paying a, he's paying over market value for this company. I hope that he has some values that he's uh, placing above that financial sum that he's doing yeah. this for some reason. He's obviously not doing it to get rich at least tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope he's, I, I'm going to allow him to show me. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And he might. Yeah. But I'm tired of people failing me. So <laughs> I should just stop being hopeful. I should have well, no expectations for this. I'm never going to get my Twitter account back. I didn't even say anything that bad. Uh, it was Meghan Markle was the deal breaker, right? Yeah, I didn't talk about the Jews or anything. Like, I didn't do any of that. And I still got a lifetime ban. I've appealed six times now. Well, when Elon lets you back on, I hope you'll give him a little credit. But I understand if you if you won't until that day. It's fine. I already got my first tweet. I'm ready. <laughs> well, apparently a lot of people had the same first tweet, which I'll get to in a minute. The N-word spiked 500%. <laughs> I, know. I don't know if that was your plan. Uh before I get to that, though, I mentioned these like uh, fact checks appearing and uh, on places you might not expect. They actually did appear on several Biden tweets, these sort of context added notes mm-hmm. on Friday. Biden tweeted that the Inflation Reduction Act is going to make all these multi-billion dollar corporations finally pay, pay their fair share. And the context added is that out of the 55 corporations that Biden is talking about, only 14 will be eligible for additional taxation under his new law. They also applied a similar context tag to a tweet that he had about Medicare as well. So Elon is saying they haven't made these changes as far as content moderation, which I guess this is content moderation adjacent. But I can't remember ever seeing a fact check or context note on a Biden tweet until this point. So that's low level encouraging, at least. Uh, meanwhile, the blue check nightmare did indeed come true. As soon as Elon took over usage of the N word on Twitter exploded. (laughs) According to one analysis, a 500% spike as trolls tested Musk after the deal completed (laughs) a couple things here. Musk is saying that he hasn't actually changed any of the moderation policies. So if that's happening, you might want to blame Parag and Vijay and company because I guess their algorithms didn't catch it. But a 500% increase also tells you what the baseline was not zero. There was some baseline of the N word slipping through their systems. And now everybody just had a reason to go test it out. I don't know that that implies like a spike in hate that just implies like a, a curious mind and maybe some 4chan encouragement. I don't know. I guess people should look inside themselves and realize that they always had a reason to say that. (laughs) Uh, You're and you're saying that, uh, as you mentioned, Elon responded to this saying, well, in the future, uh, we're going to have some council evaluate this. So the, the council will evaluate N-word usage. That will be their chief task. 
Um, he, but it wasn't just that. He retweeted this guy, Yoel Roth, mm-hmm. who I assume is on some existing moderation council. And this Yoel Roth guy said, nearly all of these accounts are inauthentic. We've taken action to ban the users involved in this right. trolling campaign. And we're going to continue working to address this in the days to come to make Twitter safe and welcoming for So everyone. he did he did kind of cave to this. It's like, oh yes. look, look at all the action we've taken. Yeah. Yeah. Yoel Roth. He hmm. yeah, he retweeted this. So I I'm looking at this today, like going through Twitter, and I'm like, God damn it. Like it, it's it's over before it even began. Well, this is the the sort of the the straw man that the opponents of Musk and sort of the the opening of Twitter constantly argue that that uh, oh all you care about is like your racial hatred and slurs and things. It's like what is of greater cost to society? Seeing yeah. a word that you don't like or restricting entire worlds of opinion and viewpoint. Yeah. And I know you'd say that they're different that you don't ha- that you can restrict the N-word without restricting entire perspectives. Right, but opening the gate to one is is how you get to the other. Yeah, Saying exactly. that one word is unacceptable is how you get to one viewpoint is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, is this about the N word? Well, not 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 uniquely. It's about the mm-hmm. principle. And I, if we could just get back, the greatest threat to society is not seeing a word that offends you and having hurt feelings. All yeah, right, like I know. So, get over it. You, and are th- black people so weak that they see this and they just crumble? I, I don't believe that. And if you are, by the way, if you're so hurt, you are entitled to that from your own, from the content that you view. But there are already tools on the platform. You can mute the word and never see it again. If there's yeah, a particular person saying it, you don't like. Stop being a pussy. Stop being mute. a pussy, everybody. Good Lord. Put down your goddamn phone. Because if we go too far in accommodating your feelings, pretty soon... You can't say objectively true things on Twitter and we're all duped into all of the things that we've been duped, not just duped into coerced into Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. I know it sounds crazy to say it's a stone's throw from banning the N word to forcibly injecting you and firing you and doing all these things that they've done to us, but they operate on the same principles. That's the point. Yeah. You grant one, you create the opportunity for the other. Mm -hmm. So long way of saying I embrace the N words. Bring on the N-words. More N-words, Elon. Yeah, any uh, any other uh, Elon defamation to No, I mean, say. I was cautiously optimistic, but now I'm pessimistic about this situation. All right. Well, what else is new? I, well, I want my Twitter account back. You know, it's been four years next week. Four yeah. years. Five well, years. Oh, my God. It's been five. five. It was 2017 that that happened? It was 2017, hmm. yeah. Well, uh, are you ready to cringe your way through some John Fetterman? Oh, God, I was hoping that somehow this wouldn't make the notes or something. It has to. I haven't oh, been able to so talk about bad. it. Oh, it's so bad. Okay. Other than what we said on Wednesday, which was just immediate reaction, I've not been able to talk about my thoughts in a little more detail. So I have to take the opportunity. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to make you relive the entire excruciating hour of uh, John Fetterman's Tuesday night debate performance with Dr. Oz. Of course, this being the Pennsylvania Senate race, uh, other than to say, um, you know, it was it was obviously uh, horrendous. I will also add, uh, I'm even more convinced now that Fetterman is going to win that Pennsylvania race. Clown world does indeed compel it. Good Lord. And it, it's also just the perfect mentality of the last couple of years. You can see it with your eyes. You can hear it with your ears. This man is unwell. Something is wrong with him. 
And clearly there are people behind the scenes handling him or pushing him to run for this office to 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 participate in this campaign when he clearly should not be doing that. But if you notice those obvious things, well, then you're a hateful conspiratorial bigot. This is the same sort of reasoning that we've been hit with in the context of coronavirus or anything else. If you notice what's obvious, you're a hateful conspiratorial bigot. This is no different. Uh, And and, and you're supposed to conclude we we actually want a, a shadow staff of some incapacitated vegetable to be writing federal law that runs the entire country. Yeah. It's not just about who represents Pennsylvania in the context of the way these people view the federal government. It's about who gets to force their policy upon you. Yeah. And it's not going to be this guy because he's mentally unwell. So who's it going to be? The puppeteers behind Joe Biden? Who are these people? So as far as the uh, actual debate performance, you know, they say uh, start strong, finish strong. Maybe you can mask a, a, a poor debate interaction with your opponent if you have a really good opening statement and a really good closer well uh, fetterman did neither uh, he said of course good night <laughs> everybody to start the debate and and then this in the closing uh dr oz was giving his closing statement and fetterman just bizarrely yelled at him about social security and the moderators had to tell fetterman to shut up what qualifies you to be a u.s senator you have 60 seconds Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. Down payment on a new house, and they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut Social Security. Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his closing. (laughs) You want to cut Social Security. I mean, Uh, some of this stuff might have happened without the stroke, but it's impossible to tell. So it all appears to be erratic behavior. I will say, after a stroke, uh, he's, you know, he has serious brain damage. He's not doing too bad. Uh, I guess I I don't know. <laughs> he, he said this week, this is actually a first for someone to do a debate after a stroke. And it's like, well, yeah, for good reason. It, as it should be. Yeah. yeah. So I guess fair point. I don't have a lot to compare to. Now, uh, the whole point from Fetterman's camp and Democrats is that, yeah, sure. John Fetterman is mixing up words and he speaks kind of awkwardly. But you got to understand, he knows the substance. His cognition is not impaired. He he clearly grasps the concepts in his mind, even if he has difficulty articulating them. That's their position. Clearly not true. Okay. Asked basic questions about his policy positions. He can't explain them at all. Yeah. The two most awkward uh in the two most awkward exchanges, I would say, he was asked to clarify whether or not he supports fracking. He gave a statement in 2018 saying, absolutely not. I do not support fracking. Now He says in this campaign that he does, but he says it in the most painful terms possible. And then he was also asked about affordable college. And then the moderator followed up. Okay, how would you achieve affordable college? And he says, well, uh, because I believe in affordable college. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't I don't. I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. You know, I, uh, oh, I, I fundamentally believe oh. that every quality public university education should be very affordable in, in, in every state. How exactly, Mr. Federman, do you propose doing that to make it more affordable for, a fa- for families? 
I, I just believe. I just making it that much more. It, it, it costs too much, and I believe providing the resources to to reduce the tuition to allow families to be able to afford it. Oh. Oh my God. Providing the resources. I forgot that little specific detail. Ugh, that is so painful. So no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> these people who tell me, oh, he clearly grasps the issues. No, he he does not. I support this thing. How do you intend to achieve this thing? By believing in the thing. Oh, Thank you. Man. Didn't know we were making feel sorry wishes. For the guy. Well, the question on whether to feel sorry for him is to what extent is this his doing? And I've seen a lot of people going back and forth on that. I personally believe that people are putting him up to this. That's just my gut read. But a lot of people think that this is John Fetterman's own personal push and thirst for power. And that could be. I don't know. But I think people in his family or in his circle are putting him up to this. That's that's my opinion. So in that way, I can feel some sympathy. Man. But maybe he doesn't deserve that. I don't know. You always feel bad when somebody has a major event that destroys their cognition. But in the same way that I uh, have lost sympathy for Biden, I just I just kind of feel like if you're a piece of shit through your entire life and you believe these piece of shit policies, then... Should I really just like conjure some sort of emotional reaction to the things that happen in your life, whether or not they're your fault? Sure, you're disabled now, but you were like this before you were. So who cares? I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So so I don't know. I mean, it's always it's always a little bit tear jerking to see somebody uh, not being able to voice what they're thinking or to have trouble with sure. their cognition. I can see the but, frustration in his like, face. What the hell is and, he doing? What is, yeah. what is he doing out here? This could not be a worse job. Right. Y- nobody, nobody forced you to do that. Well, I shouldn't say nobody, maybe Giselle, his wife, or maybe someone in the democratic power structure yeah. is coercing him in the way I think might be happening. I just, I, I, somebody wants this puppet to be in the seat so that they can pull the strings. That's all I yeah. know. And, and I, and I agree that the scorn, most of that scorn should go to the puppet and not to John Fetterman himself. I think it is my gut feeling on this, but we don't know. We don't know what John Fetterman, how much he's driving his own decision-making at this point. Now, of course, Fetterman's health and the cover-up are scandalous, but there is another controversy here that, that very few are talking about. Now, Fetterman's closing was just as painful. He repeatedly described how he is running for uh, anyone who has ever been knocked down again, anyone who has ever been knocked down and had to get back up again. Here's him saying that over and over in the, at the conclusion of the debate. I, my campaign is all about fighting for anyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that had to be made to get back up. Okay, I didn't edit that, by the way, that he said it twice. Just listen to that Smash Mouth song like right before he went on don't, stage. Don't ruin the bit. And it's not Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Going back into serious space to deliver this deadpan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was not off the cuff. The repetition was intentional. Fetterman keeps tweeting the same thing and saying this same thing at campaign events. In fact, uh, at, a, at a different speaking event in Pennsylvania this week, uh, he said it again and he tweeted, quote, I got knocked down, but I got back up and I'm going to fight for everyone in Pennsylvania who ever got knocked down and had to get back up. Well, our, uh, 
our show production assistant and call-in show screener, Dangerous Space, has tipped me off to what really is a controversy here. This campaign slogan that Fetterman keeps repeating is actually plagiarized. His uh, he, Either Fetterman or his team actually stole this line without proper credit. I, I knew this sounded familiar. I know it's not Smash Mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fighting for it's anyone in thumping, Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to get back up again. I get knocked down! Ever got knocked down that had to get back up again plagiarized no uh <laughs> no um chumba wumba i can't chumba wumba tub thumping how could i now, do this i thought I was so wrong i thought dangerous spaces was first to the joke he was the first person that i heard make it um and i thought that i was first to the edit but i did look and it turns out a few youtube channels did beat me to it though i think my edit is better sorry but credit where yeah. credit is due, there are a couple other channels that had uh, a similar Chumba Wumba edit up in recent days. Ruined I your wanna... joke. I didn't even realize. So <sighs> I, was pre- I was prepared to break news on the stream that we had a John Fetterman <laughs> plagiarism scandal. And as, as people are questioning, though, I've seen people asking on Twitter, why isn't John Fetterman playing Chumba Wumba at all of his campaign events? How yeah, are they really. not? Well, I guess they're not connecting much of anything, but they should lean into this. They really should. I could I could find that funny. I don't like his politics. I don't like much of anyone who's associating with him, but it would be a funny bit, especially if they had him and his Frankenstein voice sort of talk or sing over the song whenever he delivers that line. It would be amazing. All right. Uh, The other thing I'll say about this debate, I don't know how much of it that you caught, but um, unsurprisingly, I was not thrilled with, with Oz either. Strategically, I think he made the decision. The last thing I want is to be, seen as ableist or insensitive. So I'm not going to go super aggressive and I'm just going to allow people to see John Fetterman the way that he is. And I, I actually do think that there's some strategic wisdom in that. Um, But even when he had to explain his own stances, I was underwhelmed. So on gun control, he said he, he favors uh, parts of the silly Democrat gun control bill that passed over the summer. That to me tells me you can count on this guy to appease away your gun rights long-term. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. On abortion, Oz is getting ripped because he said at one point in the debate that he he wants the decision to be made by women and doctors and local politicians. Now, in context, what he was saying in an argument, I think, is perfectly correct. It's not the federal business at all. So I'm running mm-hmm. for the federal Senate. I'm not going to be making any dis- abortion decisions. This is a matter for Pennsylvanians and Pennsylvania government and politicians to, to handle. That's correct. Uh, I don't have a problem with that answer necessarily, but they kept asking him, how would you vote on Lindsey Graham's ban nationally? The other thing is you, you're allowed to say it's not a federal issue. And also I consider myself pro-life, which is his, his stance, but he shied away from making the pro-choice or the pro-life argument. And I just thought that was kind of weak. Like you are allowed to explain why these people are degenerates for wanting to murder babies. Uh, yeah, it, he's clearly trying to capture some left-leaning um, voters. Yeah. But he's always been like this. I mean, b- before he was political, we would have just uh, said that he was an outright leftist. Like, I, I had no inkling that he had any any right-leaning tendencies. So why should we expect anything different yeah. now? So, uh... He has I, been openly pro-abortion, hasn't he, throughout his I career? I think in the past, yeah. Although not currently. Hmm. Um, so I, I wouldn't be at all excited for an Oz Senate win personally uh outside of i guess not having fetterman in the senate but as i mentioned clown world compels a fetterman win 
So uh, I will do my formal prediction map Senate at least next week. I'm putting Pennsylvania. I don't care what the polling says. I'm putting Pennsylvania blue because of this. Oh boy. There was also something. uh, There was also a debate uh, for New York, um, New York governor. And that race has actually tightened up. According to the Real Clear Politics polling average, Hochul leads Republican challenger Lee Zeldin by seven points, which doesn't sound all that close. But by New York standards, that race really has no business being anything close to that close. Yep. So the candidates debated on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night as well. And Zeldin pressed Hochul on crime. And he asked her why she won't talk about locking up criminals. And Hochul said, well, I don't know why that's so important to you. This governor, who still, to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. All I know is that we could do more. Well, when I said that we could do more, excuse me, I'm speaking. Sure, go ahead. We could do so much more. If there was a nationwide ban, but certainly a state ban on teenagers being able to get guns, assault weapons. I mean, Okay. I don't even think she realized what she said there. It was just second nature. Excuse me, I'm speaking. That's the old Kamala move. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but I don't think that the left really understands this mentality on the right, like this law-abiding mentality, why it's important for people to follow laws so that we have a nation where people can trust one another. Um, I, I think that they genuinely don't understand that, and that's why this was such a second nature commenter. Like, why is this so important to you? And the... um. The pivot too, the sort of reflexive pivot to, well, the big problem is we got teenagers in Montana buying ARs. Yeah. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> it's like you, you can't be a New York resident and come to Montana and buy an AR. You're still subject to New York laws that govern those things. And by the way, speaking of Dr. Oz's support for that law, you just passed a law over the summer that subjects 18 to 21 year olds to expanded background checks. But that's, that's not good enough. We got to ban outright again. To the point on the incrementalism and the appeasing away of your rights, that's her admitting right there. Expanded background checks for under 21, that's not the end point. We want right. to use that as a lily pad to leapfrog to the outright ban. Yep. As long as you got people like Oz with the appeasement mentality, every inch starts to add up until they've taken away all of your rights. So we'll see. I, I would be really shocked if uh, Hochul does not win. But uh, man, that would be quite uh, if you get some kind of early results on election night that that Zeldin is overperforming or even if they called the race, that would be uh, quite the indicator for the rest of the races to follow as the night mm-hmm. goes on. Yeah. Meanwhile. <laughs> of course, uh, it's not OK to say that the 2020 election was stolen, uh, at least on YouTube. So I would never attempt to do such a thing but if you're hillary clinton not only can you say that 2016 was stolen you can say that 2024 is already being stolen (laughs) or at least right-wing extremists are trying hillary said this week that there's a there's a nefarious plot to have state legislatures overturn the 2024 election and you should donate money to her organization indivisible to fight it I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule 
on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Yes, you heard me that. <laughs> can't believe it. Another little Fetterman moment. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, she does go on to talk about um, the importance of upholding American democracy. Of course. Isn't it funny that I hear the same argument from constitutional conservatives and from leftists like Hillary Clinton about, uh, about American I, democracy? I would dispute that because the constitutional conservatives are going to use the appropriate term constitutional republic. None of this. Democracy oh, I've heard crap. Mark Levin talk about democracy before. Well, then he is full of crap. But he would if you were to ask him, if you were to press him on that, he would concede that that democracy itself is not the foremost value. I have no I'm doubt. Saying, about I, that. I think this is a fallacy seen on the left and the right and is used um, is used for evil. On both sides, uh, definitely. But, you know, it's preposterous for her to say this. And I, and I like how nobody's trying to censor her. Yeah, nobody cares. I, I appreciate that the organization is called Indivisible when, in fact, uh, her whole message exists to divide people along partisan lines and insist that everyone who disagrees with her is a threat to the country itself. But it's indivisible other than that. Yeah. And, and the warning. Oh, no. You mean states could hold power in awarding their electors? Yeah. yeah in other words, the constitutional oh, no. system. Uh, states award electors states elect and select the president this isn't a secret plot it is called the constitution the case in question before the supreme court is uh, moore versus harper uh, it has to deal with uh, how uh, election results are dealt with in the state of north carolina the supreme court will consider it next term uh, but only hillary could uh, try to convince you that uh, getting more power to you and to your state and taking power away from the federal government is some grand plot to oppress you, actually. That you should be yeah. whenever you this is the same thing that they did with Roe v. Wade. Oh man, I can't you should be you should feel very oppressed by the fact that you hold more political power to to decide this issue for yourself. Well, the idea that we hold any political power is all an illusion. I just want to remind everybody of that. Not to vote. Voting doesn't matter. Well, I would say that even if I grant the premise that these people are so corrupt that the the electoral system itself is is gone, uh, we the people do hold the power ultimately. It's just that gets demonstrated in uh, other ways, rough, rough ways. Eventually, we do hold the power. It's just we're about to yeah. see. I mean, the, the election is just such a smaller issue than um, than this Twitter thing. Twitter clearly has more cultural influence than than any stolen election is going to. Hmm. So I think that that these cultural issues, they're they're just far more important. I mean, why, why is everybody paying attention to the election like it matters after 2020? Well, we're going to find out live November 8th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. What are you going to do? Tune in. What are you going to do, man? I, I'm not going to predict anything until I see the results come in. And then we're going to we're going to find out then. Uh, yeah. Lastly, well, I have two more things on midterm politics here. But uh, of course, Biden has uh, not much left on which to sell you to try to try to, to try to earn your vote. So he tried pushing vaccines once more this week uh, because the new booster is available. And guess what? It deals with Omicron and I don't, uh, Decepticon and all the very all the different. Um, <laughs> is that a variants. skag original? I like no, that. people have made that joke. Oh, I, mean, I, was I don't even know that much it. about Transformers. Oh. But if you had the original vaccines and then the boosters, that's great. But now Joe Biden swears all you have to do is get one more booster. Then you're done. Except for once more every year after that. But then you're done as long as you get one annually, perpetually. Oh, uh, and if you do, if you go and if you're a good boy or a good girl, and you go get your booster. You're going to get like a twenty dollar 
Walgreens gift card and a free foot long or something like that. And donuts. Yeah. yeah. And if you're fully vaccinated, get one more COVID shot once a year. That's it. Get the shot. Five, ten, twenty dollars off the, your drugstore grocery purchase next or grocery purchase next time at the same time you get the shot. Um, I would say that people aren't buying this anymore, but uh, everybody was so shockingly compliant during COVID that I, I wonder if maybe he still is having an effect. If you're the kind of person that's already been like double, triple boosted, then like one more isn't going to matter. You're not going to be like, no more. Well, it is addict behavior at this point. Vote Democrat yeah. just once more. Get the shot just once more. Where um, a logical person would look at this and be like, uh, if I have to be vaccinated for something on an annual basis, then how much protection could it possibly be offering yeah. me? I, I will retarded. say if Biden wants to to sell me on this. And of course, I wouldn't take this deal anyway, but he should combine his two commands. Number one, get the shot. Number two, buy a shotgun or I guess in this case, receive a yeah. shotgun free like shotguns that. for the shot. There's probably a better pun there. But as long as your covid booster comes with a free shotgun, I might at least scratch my chin with interest, although I'm never going <laughs> to. But come on, we'll never. you, you want to get the rest of us rube, redneck, backward, backwoods folk, throw in a free shotgun and maybe we'll show up. Who do these people think they are? Hmm. What are we going to do when, when mass casualties start? I mean, information about myocarditis related to the vaccine has been illuminating and people um, still are getting boosted. No, no. It's in fact, young people have been having strokes for years. We just didn't yeah, notice just all didn't that much. It. In fact, athletes soccer has with, been very deadly for years. We oh, just, totally. Yeah. yeah, athletes with um, blood pressure of a ninety over fifty and a resting heart rate of like twenty five. Their hearts are just exploding <laughs> for no reason. Uh, I mean, come on. Are, 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 haven't people added this up? I mean, I think that the uh, the vaccine injury is so delayed that they're just going to be able to refute causation because it's already difficult to prove hmm. um and there's going to be no recourse for anybody that's gonna be to really be the, sad uh, really well, really it's, sad yeah i would say that seems to be the intent but in these cases like that's the design legally speaking you can't mm -hmm. actually get liability uh against uh these companies if you have yep. some sort of adverse event which uh, of course susan is uh they they're statistically non-existent it's so incredibly rare that they're irrelevant, and I would never even uh, imply there's any risk or danger whatsoever. It's fine. They've created uh, an entire generation of vaccine skeptics, of all vaccines. So that's what they've done. I got Tdap uh, when I was pregnant, and I will never get or give another vaccine. Oh, damn. Again. So you, now the decision has been made. Yeah, it's it's not happening. I'm not doing it. Hmm. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, if this COVID thing hadn't happened, I would be like begrudgingly doing the accepted schedule but I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, they're also laying the groundwork for you to expect delayed vote counts on election night. And I love this. Oh, this I coming know. from Time Magazine, the same people who brought you such classics as the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. And no, it wasn't vote rigging. It was vote fortifying. They're back with another one. Americans yeah. are casting midterm ballots at record rates, which means the results might take longer. Get ready. Kind of a clunky title, right? Yeah, I guess, but I get what they mean. There's so many votes, we'll never be able to count them on election night. I know, I know. So this is what they said. High turnout is a positive indicator for enthusiasm and accessibility, but it also may lead to longer wait times for vote counts on and after election day, as some Republican candidates baselessly cast doubt mm. on the veracity of results that take longer to come in. 
Election officials are warning that high turnout could affect how fast Americans get results this year, which could cause extra turmoil in November. Um, The reality of this is that uh, irrespective of the turnout, uh, everybody should have their system hammered down enough that they can get things in in a timely manner. What we're going to see is going to be exactly what they did in 2020, which is um, that uh, vote counting is inexplicably suspended in a variety of very important regions at two in the morning or whatever. And then uh, everything starts going again at six and it just moved into an entirely different direction. Plumbing emergencies, (laughs) tired employees. Uh, we have to put the cardboard up so you can't see it. I know. Get ready. The thing about about propaganda pieces like this that, that always shock me is they address so directly what they should be trying to avoid if the if the person reading it wasn't a fucking idiot. So they just go out and say immediately, re- Republican candidates basically ca- or baselessly cast doubt on on this. Yeah. That it's gonna that the veracity of the results and it's gonna take them longer to come in. It's like shouldn't you be trying to do some kind of workaround where you just make the reader come to that conclusion based on what they've read. Like you, you just you just wrote it out like, like yeah. That? It's um well to your point on they they have to confront your skepticism so aggressively before you've ever even expressed it. And yeah. uh, I had a similar experience. You mentioned vaccine stuff, and we were um, speaking our last. Uh, I, I don't want to get too personal, but our last pediatrics visit we had a few questions about certain vaccines with with a pediatrician a new pediatrician because the last one we had there was transgender propaganda in the lobby so we had to find a new pediatrician so we had some skepticism or not even skepticism just questions about the vaccine schedule and the first thing this doctor said i swear they don't cause autism like whoa i okay i just i that was not where we were going and yeah babies babies have autism from birth or they don't the vaccines don't give them autism. I never, never said that. It is sort of the same approach here where she was just in our face with a denial because we asked a question, a general question about the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's the same sort of thing where it's like they have to so aggressively deny that all of a sudden you're like, okay, I wasn't. That hadn't act- even occurred to me. I better research that. Well, that's what they did with the COVID, the entire COVID narrative. They were just shoving it in our face just too aggressively. Yeah. You know, if you really want to manipulate people surreptitiously, you have to suggest to them in a way that they don't even realize that they're coming to the conclusion that you want them to come to. That's what yeah. a master manipulator does here. Like these propagandists, they think they're so smart, but then Get it's working. It's working. I mean, I don't even picture time as the master propagandist. I I look at them as just laughing in our faces the way they did with this fortification article last year, whenever this came out, like they know that we know, and they know that at least they think we're not going to do anything about it, which in a lot of cases, frankly, we haven't. And they're just laughing at us because they're saying the quiet part out loud and they know that we know, and they don't care. Gosh, the mockery. That's really what angers me about this. Well, maybe this isn't even propaganda. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe this entire thing, like publications like Time, their entire purpose is um, to demoralize people that are openly right wing. Just to laugh in our faces. I think there's something to that. Interesting theory. Mm. But, uh, well, I don't have a good transition for this one. Are you ready to talk hoax aid? Oh, I loved this hoax aid this week. Oh. All right. This, this one finally got you. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America (laughs) hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. 
Well, this one's historical, and this actually is uh this is a new one, a bird of a different feather. It's not uh, new. That's the beauty before you get started. I want to tell you why I love this. Well, I mean, the, 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 the circumstances are new. Oh, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a 50-year grift. Yeah. High 50 effort. 50 years. Took it to the yeah. grave. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Good for her. So did, did you know uh, Sachin Littlefeather before this? this? She's a news to me. Yes. And the reason that I know, because this was uh, long before my time, is that they make a joke about this on The Simpsons. Do and they? so, well, yeah, with the crying Indian and then... Oh, yeah, he the, wasn't a real Indian either. He was Italian. Oh, maybe that's Chief what I'm Boyardee. They do make a joke about this on, on The Simpsons, though. Yeah. Anyway, that's, the, that's my only point of reference until I looked into it um, after that. So as we've established on this show, I am no movie connoisseur, though I have been working on it for a year and a half now. But uh, even through the movie review bit, I have never seen The Godfather. I'm told Marlon Brando is in it. And I'm told it's a good performance. I'm also told that at the Oscars in 1973, Brando was represented by uh, alleged Native American actress Sachin Littlefeather, who was also an activist on behalf of Native American civil rights. Brando boycotted the awards ceremony to protest against Hollywood's portrayal of Native Americans and to draw attention to the standoff at Wounded Knee, and during her speech representing Brando and declining his award, Littlefeather was both cheered and booed. Now, she gave the speech in this traditional Native American clothing, and she had the Pocahontas hairstyle and all that. Although she didn't even do the braids, so maybe it was low effort. But uh, she had the look, and she described herself as Apache. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, she claimed that people in the audience mocked her with tomahawk chops when she walked off the stage at the Oscars. That's what she said before she died earlier this year. Mm-hmm. She died actually just at the start of the month, October 2nd. Well, now after her death, her family is saying the Indian bit was all bullshit. It was fake. She was the original Elizabeth Warren. Isn't she just like a standard beaner? Uh, correct. That's oh the technical term, I think. Yikes. Uh, so Sachin's two sisters... I, I might be mispronouncing her first name, but I'm going with Sachin. Um, so she was born Marie Louise Cruz. So that should tell you something. <laughs> C-R-U-Z. They tell the San Francisco Chronicle that despite their sister's claims of being White Mountain Apache, their father was actually Mexican with no tribal identity at all. Genealogical records also trace the Cruz family history to Mexico City with no known ties to tribal nations there either. I love it. And then the sisters say she the sisters are saying she also disgraced or defamed her father. Part of this, the sister's decision to come forward with Little Feather's fraudulence was to rightfully honor their father, who Little Feather painted as an abusive drunk in interviews, as well as embellish the family's poverty growing up. The sisters said it was, in fact, their father's father who was drunk and abusive. And Little Feather took their father's harsh childhood and applied it to her own origin <gasps> story. So bad. Before her death a month ago, the Academy formally apologized to Little Feather. Uh, this was in June and held an event to honor uh, to honor her in September. And apparently at this event, ironically, she said, quote, please, when I am gone, always be reminded that whenever you stand for the truth, you will be keeping your voice and the voices of our nations and our people alive. So, sure. Uh, you know, she said standing for your truth, you will stand for your truth, not the truth. So. Ooh. She she was standing for her truth for so 50 brazen. years. Yeah. I don't know, but I like I, I appreciate a commitment to the bit, you know, I wonder why the sisters didn't out her. They just didn't want a family fight before her death. 
Probably. That's yeah. a long time to hang on to that. It's because of that Native American respect for your elders. Oh, something. right. Yeah, of course. She uh, apparently disobeyed that one, too, with defaming her dad. Um, man, all right, I got to hustle up because we we should uh, we got to get to the movie review, too. But oh, this Lord. here is a, a, a oh, uh, no. Coming up after that, I'll get to the uh, to the N word story. This one is quick. Uh, a Justice Department official who pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax is going to host a forum next month on how to identify hate crimes. Kristen Clark, the head of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division, will host a Fordham University symposium called United Against Hate, Identifying, Reporting, and Preventing... No, Identifying, Reporting, and Preventing Hate Crimes. Now, the reason that's uh, ironic or potentially a problem is because in January 2019, right after it allegedly happened... She tweeted, quote, Jussie Smollett was subjected to a racist and homophobic attack. Two white men wearing ski masks attacked him, put a rope around his neck and poured bleached on him, bleach on him and yelled slurs. Prayers to Jussie for a speedy recovery from this hate crime. The tweet is still up. I'm sure she has uh, sharpened her expertise since she tweeted this at the time. <laughs> Perfect candidate for to be a fed to lecture the rest of us. This lady. I know. I like it. I like it. Now, this story this is not a hoax. We'll see the actual video here, but this is uh, an escalation in terms of how we deal with these uh, quote unquote hate crimes or what is in this case, strictly speaking, a speech crime. I don't know how to pronounce this town. It's in Louisiana. I think it's Homa, 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 Louisiana. Two high schoolers have been arrested after posting a Snapchat video in which they refer to black classmates as N words. <laughs> Okay. Community members are outraged after a video surfaced taken on Snapchat by two Terrebonne High teenagers. The two white students are speaking directly into the camera, referring to the black students around them as, quote, N-words. That's absolutely something that the police department or this town condones. Homa PD went into school and arrested the two teens on charges of inciting a riot hate crimes, and cyberbullying. The word is being trivialized, and I think that um, parents of all cultures need to talk with their children about the impact of this word. They did right to arrest them, and whatever actions that they're going to take would, would be appropriate action. They just have to make sure everything is correct. Hmm. Did you see the actual video in question? Mm-mm. Here is the censored version. Right there, right there, there are everywhere. <laughs> they ran out of chicken. Something about running out of chicken is about what I. Oh my God, who cares? What I gathered. Um, let like, kids be kids. Come on. Well, yeah, it's uh, but but let speech be speech too. Um, key part of the story. None of the students they are referring to in that video are within earshot. So nobody actually heard this. Now, they did post it on Snapchat. Yeah, um, that but, was really dumb. But, you know, kids are stupid also. But but this is not a threat. Uh, this is like, I'm going to go kill those N words. Yeah, this isn't even direct shit talking like, hey, like walking up to a guy, making sure he hears you. Hey, you, you are an N word. Those people clearly no. did not hear him. No, they, it's even in the story. They were not within earshot. They didn't hear it. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention, that police officer said, this is the sort of behavior we condone. <laughs> I think he means we don't, but it was a funny, 
quote. He appeared to endorse <laughs> that video. Um, instant regret. But it's not a threat. It's not uh, direct shit talking. Is it mean? Yeah. Is it uh, inappropriate for school? Yeah. A school disciplinary matter? Sure. Uh, but, but this the is police. this is criminal. They're treating yeah. this as a criminal matter. How? How can you even do that? What laws are they? Breaking? I don't know. There's they're, they're, uh They're saying they're charging them with what are the uh, inciting a riot. Okay. What? But they were just talking to their little friends. Hate crimes. But a necessary precondition for a hate crime is a crime. You can't modify a non-crime into a hate crime with just the hate because hate itself is not a crime. And right, cyberbullying. Yeah. Cyberbullying. But, but they, this wasn't directed at the kids. How could they possibly be justifying this? I mean, they like zoomed in on a specific guy at one point, but that's that seems like a reach too. Was that guy just sitting there? That's he what it looked doing like. Anything, right? Yeah. Um, it's a shame that they weren't looting or something like that. Then I would, I'd have more, uh, more to say about this. Truth is defense. All right. Uh, <laughs> I know, but th- th- those guys are just sitting in and ending their lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you have a first, this would be a plainly unconstitutional prosecution. Right. You have a first amendment right to say the N word. Yeah. You totally. even have a first amendment right to call a specific person an N word. Yeah. 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 So, uh, we have to follow this because it's very troubling that they are acting like they're going to levy some sort of um, some sort of charges at these kids. Well, the, as I understand, it's now the district attorney's decision. Police made the arrest with the recommendation of these charges, but any formal charging, any prosecution would have to come from the district attorney. And I, as far as I've seen, that move Where is this. N- Louisiana? Uh, the, uh, yeah, Louisiana. Ooh, I doubt the DA in Louisiana is going to do anything about this. Yeah, I don't know. Um but I, I also find it funny. You listen to the news story and a lot of these people quoted are saying, well, we, this is a very important matter we have to deal with swiftly. In every other context, we hear about the importance of uh, getting police out of the schools. We don't want the, pri- the school to prison pipeline. Having officers yeah. there may- treats it like this is some sort of uh, like it's, it's some sort of law enforcement setting. OK, I notice that when it's people like and I know they're different schools, different facilities. I notice when it's people like Nicholas Cruz or someone like that. Well, we don't we don't want police officers going after them when it's kid, a kid who says the wrong thing. All of a sudden, it's totally appropriate for police officers to be raiding the school. Where was this um, devotion to policing with with Nicholas Cruz, (laughs) who had been reported to the FBI like half a dozen times or something? Nobody really did anything about it. But some some like Gen Z kids are saying the N word on Snapchat and we have to destroy their lives. Thank God we did not have Snapchat when we were teenagers. uh, Oh, yeah. Well, thank God there wasn't there weren't a lot of things and there's no record of my adolescence in general, which is appreciated. Um. Oh, yeah. I mean, didn't did you do stuff like this when you were? T- I no, did I've never like done this. anything like that. And oh, yeah, I've, if it, if I've it done was... stuff like that uh, a hundred times. <laughs> I've made okay? a lot of videos. No, it's like if my son did this, of course, I would have a disciplinary uh, discussion. And no, no, some, I didn't yeah. make any videos, but only because I couldn't. Like yeah. if I had the technology to do that back then, like this would have happened to me. <laughs> I guess you know, I'm not shocked to learn that. Your frontal oh. lobe isn't developed until you're 25. Those kids yeah. look like they were about to 14. They looked quite young. Yeah. So like, what are we going to do? We're going to destroy these kids' lives because they were being like shit talking Zoomers. Who cares? Yeah, I got to believe real that, issues. In this I got to believe the DA is going to hesitate to bring charges for principled constitutional reasons. And even if he decided to, I got to believe these kids have a strong case on appeal 
The question is, how much time and effort do you want to throw into a, a case that's about kids saying bad words at school? How long are we going to pursue th this? This doesn't endanger anybody. Ugh. And because we've allowed the premise in our society to take hold that words are violence, um, now they, they have to be litigated. This, this is, set, is going to set a very important precedent legally. So I hope the DA does nothing. Yeah. Because there's going to be no basis for actually charging. Whenever ev everybody in that interviewed in the story, we have to teach our kids about the consequences of this word. Well, of course, I'm going to teach my son not to throw that word around as casually as it was done here. But at some level, it's also your job to remember sticks and stones, lady. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Deal with it. This is sort of a I'm sorry for my mischief type scenario, not a lock these kids up scenario. And if you are so hurt by a word that you want juveniles like prosecuted and potentially jailed, like you need some reflection as well. That's exactly. not to excuse everything they did, but you're an adult. <clears throat> Chill out. Like it's a word. Yeah, yeah. Deal with it. And we also need to think about like why Gen Z is so willing to go online and say stuff that will destroy their lives. They're willing to do that because they know that they're not being handed a future. Perhaps we're underestimating like what they know. Hmm. They're like an average person when we were our age would be like, I'm not going to do that because it might come back to haunt me like when I have a career. But if you're 15 now, you look around at the world you're getting handed to and you're like, fuck this. I'm going to say I'm going to be gamer speak on um, on Snapchat because DGAF and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, what are we doing to these kids? Well, and th that's another to your point. Um, I, I got I got on YouTube by making recordings of Call of Duty lobbies and having fun with that. Now, if there yeah. was a recording of every single thing that I or my friends have ever said on Call of Duty. You played video games. You probably said the N word way more than now, I did. Uh, I, I didn't throw it around quite this way. But let's just say <laughs> I've been party to a lot of conversations of this theme. Sometimes yeah. people throwing stuff like that at us, sometimes returning the mockery. Like 10 years ago, you would go on Xbox and every other lobby sounded like something like this. Not necessarily yeah. that slur, but words of similar edginess, you could say. Because it's not about the content of what you're saying. It's about shocking people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so who cares if Speaking the content of, doesn't matter to the person that's saying that, then why would it matter to anybody else? Speaking of shocking, are you ready to discuss this shocking movie? Was it though? Well, well, let's, uh, let's talk about it. Okay. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is Ben Stiller's 2008 comedy Tropic Thunder, in which a struggling actor joins an ensemble cast to create the most expensive war movie ever made and is dropped into the Vietnamese jungle only to discover the combat is actually real in a movie that in many ways is actually about itself. Now, remember, this nomination comes from our friendly show production assistant and call-in show screener Dangerous Spaces, who says... Ben Stiller has a small handful of directing credits. Most of his work is pretty good, but I think this is by far his best. There are lots of memorable lines, funny characters, great satire of the Hollywood machine, and Tom Cruise in possibly his best role. As an Aussie <laughs> who also cringes uh, at bad Australian accents, I am always impressed at how well Robert Downey Jr. can pull the accent off. Also, there are some great uh, moments that they uh, should not have been able to get away with. Even at the time, yet somehow they did. As always, your review and your rating. 
Yeah. Okay. I can agree with some of that. I appreciate the use of the word retard, like <laughs> conversational use of the word retard. It was refreshing to hear that. I'm like, how far we've come. And then um, has Robert Downey Jr. apologized for doing blackface? I'm sure he's he's issued no. some sort of groveling apology. No, he really? is not. Actually, I'll, I'll talk about him. that in my uh, in in my commentary. Yeah, I really appreciate that, too. Um, it, it, this was good for a few laughs. Was this the funniest movie I've ever seen? No, um, but it wasn't without its charm. Uh, I did appreciate that they just jammed together a bunch of mega celebrities with kind of mediocre acting capabilities. But that was mirrored in the plot. Yeah. And I thought that that was really funny and self-aware. Uh, and I like it when when actors can make fun of themselves. I, I, I thought it was cute. Um, I'm glad this movie was made. I will never watch it again. Three out of five. Three out of five. All right. We're in similar territory here. Okay. Uh, I have to give my obligatory appreciation for <clears throat> not just the language, but all of the faces. So I fired it up. And uh, immediately on screen, I watched the un uh, the unrated director's cut, which is a little bit longer. Oh, okay. and uh, right on the screen, the suggested rating, though, is 18 plus for blackface, so, <laughs> <laughs> nudity, violence and blackface. So like 18. Oh, man, like you could have uh, like borderline pornography or the most graphic yeah. violence of all time that reaches the heights of 18 plus. But if some guy, white guy like tints his skin, that's similarly shocking, similarly offensive. It was like so, lazy blackface too. Like yeah, you still see the, the inside of his funny. nose and stuff like that. But yeah. it also, to your point, it also had retard face and it had fat Jew face. So all the faces were... Fat Jew face? That was Tom Cruise. Yeah, oh, the yes. uh, Hollywood uh, producer. I was thinking about Jack Black's character. No, no. Uh, Tom Although Cruise. he's Jewish, I think. Tom Cruise was culturally appropriating. Are you saying Cruise is or Jack Black? No, is? Jack Black is oh. Jewish. Um, now, what I do, you mentioned that Robert Downey Jr. has not apologized. I, I don't think he has. He did speak about it on Joe Rogan's show recently. He did not apologize at the time. I've not seen any sort of Good. groveling apology. What I find annoying about this is not the movie's fault. It's that there's a whole host of people of progressive um, perspective who want to rationalize or excuse this blackface because it's self-aware and actually they're making fun of white people in Hollywood by doing it. So that's why it's okay. It's like, so now the context matters. You don't get, you don't get to own the whites by indulging in black stereotypes, but then say no one else gets to do it. Um, and I, (laughs) you know, the, the standard that they're trying to uphold, Megan Kelly actually talked about this. She had some commentary about it recently. Like you could be Robert Downey Jr. who actually wore blackface and somehow it's contextually okay. People don't have a problem with that. Or you could be Megyn Kelly who once talked about blackface and and was fired from her job for discussing yeah. it. Yeah. That's the kind of nonsense world that we end up in according to this logic. Uh, I also liked the, uh, the, the, the funniest part of the movie to me was the parody trailers at the start. Great. Yeah. They were uh, the A plus parody because they were so close to what you could actually envision if you go to the theater and sit through the stupid trailers um, and, and I, as I wrote in the review, that might sound like me acting like, oh man, these are so dumb and what crap I hundred percent would go see simple Jack. I know I would. <laughs> it's basically dumb and dumber with horses. I'm going to go see it. So I, I don't act retard. like I'm, I'm above this sort of lowbrow entertainment. I, uh, <laughs> as much as I liked the, the punt of Baxter and Anchorman, there's something about throwing the kid at the escape scene, the, the tossing of half squat. I just funny. It's just like that sort of tossing of a defenseless creature is just the best slapstick so i liked that uh things that i was not a huge fan of now i don't mean to pick a fight with our 
loyal and reliable production assistant and call-in show screener, Dangerous Spaces. Uh, I actually did not like Tom Cruise's character and performance that much. And I know I'm in something of a minority there, but to me it was just like, okay, I get it. You yell vulgarities and you like rap, which seems out of character. I I just, it wasn't that funny to me. And to me, all of the, the Matthew McConaughey, Tom Cruise interaction in LA was far secondary to the scenes in the jungle that were much better, much funnier. I would have preferred more jungle time, less LA time. And it was to so that long point, already, though. I'm so sick of that complaint. Every movie is too long. Um, you kind of, I, I shared some of your feelings where I watched it and I laughed, and there wasn't really anybody anybody that I hated, and I didn't feel like there was anything crap about the movie, but I also didn't feel like I was in love with it either. And I sat for a while trying to figure out why I wasn't feeling extremely high marks for this, and I think it's that effect of. It, it's just that ensemble cast too many guys trying to out funny yes. one another so that yes. nobody really shines individually. And so that's what held it back for me a little bit. It's like, who's even the star of the movie? I guess Ben Stiller, but kind of Robert Downey Jr. And in ways, other characters too. It's just, it, it's, it's, it lacks focus. I would rather have like one or two really lacks funny focus. characters Instead of 10 kind of funny characters. And we got the latter. Too many characters. That was the problem. Yeah, maybe ah. it's that. Yeah. But okay. but it's a perfectly enjoyable, uh, funny experience. So I I would probably give it in the area of about a three and a half. But half wikis round up. So I did give it a four. Perfectly respectable. Wiki, 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 wiki. Mm, good. Birthday. Pretty, pretty good. And of course, you never go full retard. It had the cultural references that uh, are supposed. The bit is supposed to be about. So, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. So I can't. Uh, I can't give it low marks. It was perfectly fine. Uh, let's okay. see. Let me refresh and see what the early responders think about this movie. And um, yeah, uh, people really love it. Uh, about seventy plus percent, uh, almost eighty percent, giving it uh, fours and fives. So very little hate for this movie in the early vote. I can see that next week. The great escape. Have you seen that? I have not, but I have for once. I'm looking forward to uh, watching it. Steve McQueen, 1963 classic. Now I'm going to be a little bit shorthanded on time this week. So I looked ahead to see what sort of time commitment I'm giving the great escape before long, right? Close to three hours. So be prepared. I can handle it. If, if it's a movie worth worth watching and I have heard fantastic things about this. Lots of Nazi stuff. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, After that, uh, remaining nominations for November from listener Tom N. Dances with Wolves, Rear Window, 310 to Yuma, the 2007 version. The Descent, Hell or High Water, The Flight of the Phoenix, the 1965 version. Alpha Dog, or of course, you can vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And of course, as a reminder, if you would like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, get enraged by how crappy they are while you're doing your workout at the gym. Uh, vote for the next movie, submit your own rating, all that. Uh, Even sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator, of course. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column, linked in the description and over on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Can I ask you something? Do you feel like your um, references are better understood now that we've done we've been doing the movie segment for what a year and a half yeah there i wish i had a couple examples off the top of my head but they escaped me and even the last couple weeks there have been moments where jokes are made references are made and i think i know that one 
I get so do it. you think this is a worthwhile endeavor? I, I enjoy doing it. Sure. I enjoy doing it for a variety of reasons. One, um, because uh, I like to have that sort of cultural awareness, which was the, the original concept. I also like to have an area where what is, I know there's a lot of like, there's a wide array of perspectives in our audience, but we mostly have a common set of values. This is one area where we might be wildly different. So I kind of like that there's uh, debate, dispute, even hurt feelings sometimes within okay. the community about ratings of movies. And I also appreciate that um, in a, in a world where you know, I'm very busy, my wife is very busy, the demands of, of doing my job and her uh, taking care of our son and all that, that it makes us find the time to sit down and enjoy something together each and every week. And yeah. when you get into this stage of your life, if you don't make that effort, those opportunities present themselves organically less and less. So it makes me create that family time each and every week, which is good. That's true. Although it gets hard when your kid can't watch anything. Yeah, that is tough. And we're probably getting close to that point because he yeah. does look at screens and kind of pay attention and yeah. 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 So yeah, we try to, sometimes we try to watch during his naps. That's the ideal watch time. That anyway. nap is going to be on the way out soon. Enjoy it. I still, he's he's like me. He's a professional sleeper. They're hanging on. Maybe, for, maybe you can carry it through for the time being. Mm, who was the, I just refreshed and now I don't know where the hell we are. I remember it was Mr. Harry pole who was last. Ooh. Yeah. It was last. Robin D banks is up next. You're Matt and I once go. made love. He came over at about 2 AM and was about to give me a near fatal hammering <laughs> made so much ruckus. Someone called the cops. I knew incorporating building tools was an iffy idea. Always risky. No doubt. Thank you, Robin. Uh, I actually need to refresh. Have you found where we are? Rocky. You did read Harry Pole, right? Yes. Okay. Rocky Mountain Monk. Sleepy Joe, who left tens of millions of rounds of ammo to the tower. Who, who left? Yeah. To the Taliban and has shipped tens of millions more to Ukraine now says Americans don't need to have more than eight rounds per magazine. That's rich, isn't it? You know what I read this week, um, or at least my dad sent me an article. The Russians, I guess, are recruiting Afghan commandos into their fighting force. Whoa, that's a switcheroo. So They're we like, might sorry have, about that thing we did in the 70s. Yeah, Can you come We might have stuff? Taliban guys with like, you know, American military kits going to fight the Ukrainians. So in ways, we're really funding Whoa. all sides, which would be hilarious. Wow. It's a big mind F. Mojack420, missing you love tonight. Went to Judas Priest. It's methed up when your grinder hookup goes bad. Paul Plows. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Boogeyman nine one seven says happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy the Halloween. Mike, Thank you. The Mike David Smoke Show. I'm saying it now. Elon didn't kill himself. I don't know, man. He might be um he might be one and the same. We might not they'll be getting get, the deal. They'll get Elon and Kanye together. It'll be a murder suicide. Yeah. I am kind of worried about Kanye. So <laughs> Owen has talked about this on his stream, so I can talk about it. Kanye West and Owen Benjamin have been like talking on the phone. <laughs> Kanye moves to North Idaho when I will lose my mind. I'll, I'll lose my mind. If that happens, <laughs> if, if Mel Gibson and Kanye West move to North Idaho, I swear to God, it's like, and I, it occurred to me that I am one degree separation between Mel Gibson and Kanye West now, courtesy of Owen. Benjamin. Wow. Uh, all right. So it's all coming together. But if that ever happened, uh, <laughs> a federal raid win. All right. That's uh that's Ruby Ridge too. If I've ever heard of it, we're already going to get federally 
rated. I mean, but this thing about Kanye, like uh, people are going to have to have his back. He's getting canceled so hard, so much harder than I've seen anybody maybe in my lifetime ever get canceled. The thing with Mel Gibson wasn't even this bad. Well, he's going to be build the the is he calling it the Yeco system or the Yeco system? He's going to rebuild everything. That's his strategy. I like it. I like it. Um, do you really we'll think he's going to get he's going to get uh, murked? Would I be shocked if either one of these guys turned up dead? Absolutely not. Man, that wouldn't shock me at all. Who do you think would do it? <laughs> that's a question for kanye to answer yeah really adidas ceo that video you sent me today was hilarious um robin d banks <laughs> i'm sure there's a reasonable explanation to the paul pelosi thing perhaps de pape just thought that lgbtq st- stood for let's go beat the queers or something perhaps too soon what? too soon too soon oh uh yeah maybe, maybe. how have it, has it never occurred to me that that is also an acronym acronym across well it's uh, uh, yeah, at first I thought some of the letters were switched, but no, you're right. LGBTQ is no, that's normally what they use. Let's it is an acrostic, right? Queers. Yeah. Let's that's an amazing observation. What the hell? Well wow. done, Robin. That's We've been uh, doing this for seven years. This is never, let's quit. I quit. <laughs> that's it. It's over. Um, Six and a half, wolf. but who's counting? <laughs> Am I the only one that doesn't care that Pelosi got pummeled by the guy who he pays to peg him? <laughs> well, it sounds like you got some disavowing to do. It's funny that you said that because when I started reading about this story, I immediately messaged you that he was getting peed in the A. Yeah. That's what I meant. Well, that's that's what frustrated me about everybody having this like groveling disavowal reaction. It's like, how many times have we seen this movie before? If the facts come out and you can show me I am doing this on behalf of the Red Hats. Like, okay, then you can have your sort of disavow political violence. But they keep talking about these political violence disavowing. We don't even know that this was political violence. There's no evidence to that. There's no evidence of that. Because he said one like nebulous thing about the 2020 election several years ago. But the bulk of his social media history was just standard far left nonsense. And he was on drugs. Disavow before the facts are out. Yeah, go fuck yourself, people. Um, Robin D. Banks, I'm confused. What is Matt this year? I see Blonde over here is an adhesive American's wife. What's going on here? Sorry about you not listening to his request for a sandwich, Becca. Hell of a thing. You know, it's because I wouldn't go get his Colt 45. Is that what they drink? I can't remember. It's uh, But obviously we're dealing with Amber Heard dressing up her injuries for her day in court. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's malt liquor. You know, I got to say okay. too. Uh, can I can I reveal the process of the black eye? Is that okay? Oh yeah, sure. So we we had I thought we were going to do this like black eye thing, or Amber Heard was going to have injuries, and then ten minutes before the show, we're setting up like we usually do, and I said, "Hey, where the hell's Amber's black eye?" I thought that's what we were doing, and and she said, "Oh, I can do a black eye," and I thought, "You got ten minutes. You're not going to be able to do a black eye in ten minutes." It was done, and it was it's pretty good. Yeah, ten minute black eye. Yeah, and I still had time to pay one of my credit cards off. Before, there you go. Uh, we went live, so yeah. To be fair, um, I already have dark circles and deep set eyes, so it was really easy to do this. Yeah. It looked like it went on pretty easily. I got to watch the whole thing. It was uh, yeah. very quick. I know, and I thought I, this was going to be the year that I had an, a, a costume that made me look more attractive than I actually am. And then <laughs> I come in, and you're like, "No, put that shit on your shoulder, and then give yourself a black eye." I'm like, yeah. "Damn, so close." This week. <laughs> Jake Hartstern, um, I would have much rather have seen your natural rack blonde. I'm a thousand percent sure that you would be disappointed. Sub Nancy, you're saying. 
it's not great. I'm, I'm breastfeeding my two and a half year old. Like all illusions that I have a nice rack. Everybody needs to get rid of those. Jacob, Matt looks like a slightly less retarded sticks in that wig. Only slightly. <laughs> How Happy dare Halloween you defame our friend in that way? I don't know. I kind of like the long hair. It's not as faggy as I expected it to be. Uh, well, um, it's getting awfully sweaty. I'll tell you that much. I know. I'm also sweating yeah. into my mom's blazer. It's not great. Sorry, mom. Um, Zach Coggins. My mink and I are up the grandparents tonight, so we don't have to drive here Halloween day. I just wanted to spend his first Halloween with my parents because their neighborhood has good spooky mm. energy. Oh, how fun. Well, yeah, have fun, guys. That's great. This, uh, yeah, And this is the first one, right? Yeah, his first Halloween. So that is have fun on that. Oh. Uh, family adventure. And, um, if people are curious, whenever he references his mink, it's because it's a, uh, part Chinese, part Irish baby, and he's making a combination racial slur. Yep. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. Jonathan Prezios. Damn. How could you not do Ariel in blackface? I thought it had to be that costume. (laughs) You got this week's movie tie into, and Matt could have been the future tranny little mermaid. Honestly, I am not ready to do blackface. I'm not Uh the uh the career suicide for the disney lols that's a that's a big risk i don't know i mean yeah i just i just feel like if you're gonna do blackface you have to like make an appointment on your channel to like do blackface and talk about the jews and then just expect that your whole <laughs> you life have to, is over you have to check just, all the just boxes do it all once <laughs> uh a fair question though related to the movie can you go as robert downey jr's character since it's okay for him to do the blackface because it's actually making fun of white people or whatever the rationalization is no of course not you no you blackface. can't do it for the reasons that robert downey jr did it no no hmm. he's a hollywood elite hmm. you can't do that he probably eats babies um walter mellon everyone forgets fetterman is not the monster's name but the name of the scientist that made him. Ah, yeah, that's a, a fair point. Uh, that's true. He what, is if, the, if the it's Frankenstein's uh, monster. Or Frankenstein, would it be feeder man? If, Frankenstein. Uh, you had a similar pronunciation in this one. Igor, Frodrick. Yeah. The Simpsons since 1990. When does super chat flirting become super chat sex between RDB and KHB? Happy Halloween. Twitter may not be real life, but the employees will be dealing with real life when the free ride is over. Yeah. I wonder if they're having sex. Uh, I have been informed, and I won't reveal any overly private details, but I've I've been informed no. I have been given a denial sure? as to that claim. I can't claim to have any personal knowledge. All sexual encounters start off with witty repartee. So super chats have created many babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Mike David Show. Um, an Anganorsa leaf Maduro, hot buttered rum, a rolling fire in the fireplace, and America's best YouTubers. Happy Type O negative season. It is. Uh, have you done your celebratory October uh, listen of October Rust? It is October 30th, so you only have one more day. Everybody listen to October Rust tomorrow. It is very important. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. What is this? It's typo negative. Um, uh. My beloved Peter Steele, who I only uh. recently discovered and is way dead, like Got so it. dead. But he did model and play girl, so I will forever know what he looks like naked. Wicked, wicked RCL. My conspiracy theory is that Paul Pelosi attack is punishment for making Nancy look bad with a DUI. Circumstances are way too convenient. Also, this Halloween, remember the Hershey's Kiss paper trail. Yeah, but mm. but it makes her look bad too. Like I was saying earlier, like I don't think that the Pelosi's came out of this looking good. Like at best, if it played out the way they wanted them, it, they wanted it to, they still would look like they had shite security, which is mm. their fault. Yeah. So, 
There's a super chat here that says the show did go live on the second MLC channel on Rumble. I wonder what that means because I don't have a second channel. So what channel did this go to? Apparently it went somewhere on Rumble. A little trumbling. And I apologize for whatever happened with that, but maybe I clicked a wrong button somewhere. Uh Uh-oh, long down, John. If Elon closed the deal, uh, the Twitter deal a month ago, we could have Matt Blonde as unemployed Parag and Vijaya. Anyway, Matt Depp, get on board with repealing the 19th. Their next blonde bed poop is going on your <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want me what to take over here? Sure. Uh, this you one can... has corn in it. Oh, wow. Attention to detail. <laughs> Barney Boyle. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Jonathan, uh, I know I've been told how to pronounce this. Prezios? Prezios. Yeah. The best part of blonde's costume is that she did her black eye way better than Amber uh, Turn or Amber Turd. Yeah, uh, maybe Amber would have had a point if she could have done it as well. Yeah. Pinochet's helicopter tours. I'd love to be an advertiser. However, my target audience is more of an involuntary kind. <laughs> Longtime viewer from the shadows would love to see a crossover with. Uh, I'm told it's Rakeda Law. Rakeda Law. I apologize for my prior. I've been, ca- I've been calling him Rakeda Law for like Rikeda two Law. years. Uh, or blonde on Friday night tights. I don't know if you want to do that, that one. Uh, it sounds like tights on Friday night. Somebody link me up with just pearly things. Wicked Masshole says my African-American Elon Musk actually bought Twitter. Uh, Now that it has had some time to sink in, what are the account restorations that you are most looking forward to? Well, blonde, frankly. Uh, What else? Don't want to miss my first tweet. Um, I would like to see Owen Benjamin come back. That would be fun. I wonder if he would. Uh, Anglin. Anglin. Did he ever have a Twitter? I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, is Milo dead now? Would he come back? Who cares? <laughs> it seems like seems like he's uh, he's had better days. I'm not sure what what's going on with him these days. Um, Stephen Lawney's think of all gone. The, well, Alex Jones, of course, and like all of Infowars. I think Owen Schroyer got banned too. What? Yeah. You know who else got banned? Our, our friend Phoenix Ammunition. Are you serious? Yeah, I, he used to send me funny memes, and I would send him things. I can't even DM him because of the banning. That's really lame. So, you know, unfortunate, but maybe none of this back. matters. The important thing is that I get my account back. <laughs> yeah. Xander says, can you really blame Paul for seeking some male on male action after having been married with the wicked witch of the West for that many years? You know, every time Nancy is home, uh, she'd be giving Paul some vodka induced beatings. Maybe he's just used to that kind of violence. Yeah. Maybe the hammer was actually like uh, a lighter night for Paul. Maybe he was toning it down a notch relative to what Nancy would do. Phil says, I do wonder if it occurs to Griner that the only people on the planet who care about, (laughs) well, that, that American whites care about black people a lot (laughs) to everyone else. (laughs) uh, Other countries are not so generous. Uh, Yeah. Uh, If she doesn't, (laughs) If she doesn't know it now, she will. Uh, well, she will when the Chinese take over. Yeah. Are the Chinese going to get into the uh, Which Russian, one is this? Hold on. Russian gulags. This is Phil. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, Chubby Stubby says, looks like someone. And thank you, Phil. Looks like someone tried uh, breaking out of that back door since the glass is inside, not out or is outside, not inside. It's like they didn't even try to make it believable. I've seen yeah. some people challenging on Twitter, showing that when you do hit glass from the outside, that you can get some kind of backsplash i don't know the physics of that i don't i can't claim to know if that's suspicious or not but just thinking from a layman perspective it seems weird that glass would bounce off of nothing and come back outside yeah anyway buddy with an h 
Uh, to all my fellow white hustlers, please vote. Uh, at the very least, focus on local showing that voters are uh, for the right candidate. If you think it's rigged, that's fine. Make them cheat harder. Someone will slip up eventually. I think that's a perfectly fair perspective. You know, I don't. Uh, the best argument I can give, as I have been this whole time, is it's it's not much effort and it can't hurt. So I will do it. It can only help. It can't hurt. Can hurt your soul. Nah, it takes like <sighs> takes like five minutes. Uh, Knuckle um, Hunky Buck, you want to take that one? Sure. Robin D. Banks and I once made love. We did some Pelosi role play. I got hammered and there was a backdoor forced entry. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Hunky Buck. Laurel, our buddy, Matt and I are running for local office for oh. the town where I live. I'm running for town council and he's running for president of the council. Wish us luck. Good luck, Laurel. We well, love that's you guys. great. And uh, that's her, Matt. That's her. Uh, are you guys married yet? What, I forget the exact circumstances of your relationship, but that's excellent. I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, thank you for stepping up and and putting the butts in seats as I uh, have never done and probably am reputationally prohibited from doing because I'm not sure that I could ever win actually win a seat uh, without the smear merchants coming after me. I don't know. But the fact that you guys are doing that and 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 taking your time to put a stop to this nonsense, I really admire. And so I appreciate that you're sticking up for your yourselves and your community that way. I hope you guys are doing well. Max says Matt looks like one of the uh, band members who does interviews and gives ambiguous nonsense answers. <laughs> what? Come I I did a better job than that. Although I guess that's kind of what. How uh, dare you? That's kind of what Johnny Depp you? looks like anyway. So maybe that's accurate. Danny from Montana, did you see that? Yay! Yay! I always want to call him Yee. Called Owen Benjamin. Yee, old Owen rapper. Yee, old rapper. Yeah. Uh, Owen said they had a good conversation. He thinks he's coming in good faith. Personally, I thought it was just part of the plan, but I guess we should see if you're sad. Go to the gym. You won't be sad with a six pack. I don't know. I think that I think that Kanye West is legit. I think he's he's the real deal. We'll see, though. Um, and we're well, that's going to be a hell of a mashup, man. That's uh, if those two, I guess I want to see how that stream turns out. The Kanye Owen stream. Well, what's Kanye yeah. going to do? I mean, his natural transition right now is into podcasting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I I have no idea. I don't know. I couldn't. He might be he's too gonna, famous to be canceled. He's going to possible. Well, he's certainly of a level of fame and notoriety and following that he could build whatever he wants to do. I yeah. think that's fair to say. That's true. Um. So were PP and Pepe fighting over one hammer? Did they both have one? Also, why were the hammers inside the house? Unrelated question. Did you know they make hammer shaped dildos? Mm. I didn't, but I wonder that that would be an interesting wrinkle. I see. I, I've been told that they were fighting over one hammer. And again, the report I saw was that it was Paul's hammer, but I don't have any direct evidence of that. I don't know how to confirm any of these things. So, but, and I guess they were De Pepe's zip ties though. They weren't Paul's zip ties. He apparently had a backpack Full of supplies. That's what they're saying. B.E. Smith, I'm eagerly awaiting the long-standing American tradition of big story, right, bad. Then that's totally bunk. Then it goes away, but the overlying sentiment survives and takes over. Also, fuck you, Vichay What? What did she do? Oh, wait. She did everything. Hey, where's yeah. my... Uh, oh, there, I was looking for my favorite Vijay sounder. Day of the brick. Day of the, day of the rope. Oven ready. Oven Bring ready. it back. Great I moments. Know. Robotech says, Matt, you went from post-crash Kobe <laughs> last year to gay sticks. C minus. Oh, Come on. Gay sticks. All right. 
Uh, But uh, the reason I'm laughing is because you called last year's costume post crash Kobe. You did look like a black person that had been squirched to death. I, I, I ended up looking like a bear. You know, it I was wanted, triple blackface. I wanted to be a bat and I bought a bat costume, but it was so furry that it looked like a damn bear. So it didn't come off as very as very bat like. I will grant you that. And then like my Asian makeup came off real Betty Boop. <laughs> Wasn't our finest, although I think the best. Well, my best costume showings personally, in my judgment, uh, not that I think that this one is bad. This actually turned out better than I thought it was going to. When the stuff arrived, I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be uh, interesting. But I think it turned out all right. But uh, going as as Gage from the uh, from Waukesha and the wound on my bicep, that was that was awesome. And then uh, that was 2020s. And then the year before that, I think it was Macho Man Tranny Savage. And uh, the makeup job that my wife did was exquisite. It was very, good. It was very yeah. fine. Well, I was I was Elizabeth Warren, right? Yeah, one year. No, that year we both did face. Indians. We both did Indians one year. Oh, okay. Gosh, we've been doing What did you do when time. I was Yo, you were Kyle when I was, I was Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. 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 The first year we went as each other. That's right. One year I went as um uh that that dreaded chick that got punched in the face. Oh yeah, and I was the bike lock man. You were moldy locks. That was fun. <laughs> that was yeah. Fun. And then we did the um the big red Right. No, that, I think we did that for like an April Fool's uh, show. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think because I, I was uh, what's his face? That male feminist on YouTube. Steve. I have a lot of wigs. I can't remember. I've... Anyway, we got a lot of chat. We got chats to read and oh, good Lord. hours Adam that are escaping us. Unless I missed it. Uh, y'all didn't mention the reports that Paul and the intruder were both in their underwear when cops arrived. I think Viva Barnes were saying that I was only under the impression that. The intruder was in his underwear, but I wouldn't be surprised. I thought it was just the intruder, but someone was in his underwear. And uh, if I forgot to mention that in the bulk of the story, of course, um, we were talking about that as costumes up top. But uh, but yeah, exactly. Who was in their underwear? Was it just a Pepe or was Paul, too? I guess it wouldn't uh, maybe, be weird for Paul to be sort of in pajamas or sleep. But maybe he got in his underwear so that David thought that he was his friend. So that oh. he didn't keep attacking him. That's what I do with home intruders. I, Me uh, too. Yeah. I immediately I get undress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Semper ad melior. Where's Nancy was the safe word. Uh, yeah, that could be too. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> Ninja kitty. Robin D. Banks gave me five ounces of catnip for private and only felines. Wow. At Knuckle Hunky Buck Hackstream holding rotary saw wearing bloody kitten face mask. Don't like where this is going. Ew, you guys. It's getting oh, Ninja into kitty is joining now. Okay. This is some weird three-way going on. Uh, yeah. Chubby Stubby. They'll keep Pelosi attacker locked up to keep the truth from coming out. Will he Epstein himself? Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. We all know what happened here, right? Pete in the A. Pete in the A. <laughs> Incompetent hands. Yet again, I dressed up as an obese black man at my mall and showed up and showed adult content of the POG variety. Mall staff and my local PD seriously lack the Halloween spirit. But as always, happy Halloween. We all should be Daryl Lamont Jenkins one year for Halloween. That's a great story. Uh, Axe thought he had news to bust uh, uh, James O'Keefe brings reporters to a press conference, actually shows uh, accidentally shows them white chick porn on his iPad. Whoops. Goes with the old. How did that get there line? I know. No one's ever watching black chick porn, you know? I don't know. I, uh. I, I, fan. I assume someone is if there's a market for it, but uh, I guess so. 
But there's a market for like granny porn. No one watches that. There's a market for all the kinds of porn in the world. Um, Bahina fam. What do you tell a woman with two black eyes? Nothing you haven't told her twice. Looks like blonde is halfway there. But seriously, domestic violence is no laughing matter. It really hits close to home. Wow. That was clever. All right. I'll give you that one. A lot of Um, layers. Logan or maybe one day instead of purging the Twitter board, we can purge the the little hats. It's been what? about 80 years. Oh, okay. this. OK, you could have gotten me if you wouldn't have tipped me off with the first sentence. That, that, I fell into a really bad one. That one is a Jeez. Jeez. Thanks, Logan. Uh, Jonathan Prezios. Maybe Paul was lying to this guy to get him home for a gay hookup. The guy once at the house discovers that he's Pelosi's husband, so that's why he started asking, where's Pelosi? (laughs) Could be. I like all the theories, man. Someone's going to be right here eventually. When Russia takes Kiev, all their corruption, et cetera, will be exposed. Reason why West says Ukraine can't lose. Um, Yes, I think that there's an argument to be made there, yeah. That's good. David DePap didn't kill himself. Uh, Not yet. Yeah. Not yet he didn't. Um, Jonathan Prezios. Paul had his cover blown when this kid knew who he was. Paul gets the cops and sets and set him up with big charges to keep him from using it against him. Paul had something hey, blown. He did. Or Paul blew something. Um, that's compelling. Could be. Liberty uh, Bell. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. My money on is on the husband's jealous lover not pro why else would he care about where the old floppy fake double d's are yeah maybe that makes sense too uh daniel jagger or jagger i should clarify damn it looks like they called it for lula in brazil fortification strikes again did you see that uh just before we went live bolsonaro apparently narrow loss in brazil yeah i don't believe that Uh -uh. so we'll find out how that is received John H. Hollow comes from the root word halo, which means holy. So Halloween basically means holy peen. Seems gay. G-H-E-Y. Just a reminder to try out Entropy. Tippy Stream also won't approve of my spicy super chats. They block them, really. There's a hell of a lot of spice that comes through uh, Tippy Stream, so that surprises me. But I'll take your word for it, and uh, I'll have to check out Entropy. Thank you for the recommendation. Biden's ask rack i wonder if the reason mel gates left bill oh melinda gates left bill was because of his uh microsoft oh his micro dash soft ha <laughs> that's you get it it's, it's, hey. it's small and uh ineffective also joggers will now be considered either characters of content and or socioeconomic factors two words listen here fat all right <laughs> listen here fat. that was a great moment in the campaign yeah Vernon Copeland says, are you guys not on locals or rumble? By the way, the United spot uh, on YouTube has Paul Pelosi security footage. They have the footage. Okay. I'll have to see that because I've, I've seen none of that. I want to see that. Obviously um, we are on rumble. I'm not, uh, I don't have a locals page, not for any reasons that are anti locals. In fact, um, in conversations I've had with them, they've been nothing but productive and they're talking about exactly the sort of things I, think are important so the the reason i don't have a locals page is because locals got set up like the month or two after i got my entire website set up and got everything going over there and so i would i would uh, it puts me in a position where i have to take all of my existing um support structure and move it over there i could set up shop over there and people could choose to use that instead um it's one of those things where it's just like 
I have so much time for so many places. And for now I've decided that, um, that I'll keep what I have. What I really hope for from locals is the ability to stream there. And they don't have that at least in a way that you could stream this show yet. But if they build that, I will certainly sign up. And Rumble we do have, although apparently I messed up the stream somehow tonight and it got sent to some unknown location instead of my normal channel. So you can usually find the show both live and demand on Rumble uh, as well. Let's see. Where did I? uh, Oh, Robin D. Banks says blonde. Spot on on Ed Buck. I still have the pictures. You want to see? There is a deeper rabbit hole here. Who did he fund? Also the finale from last week's Super Chats. Hit me up for a copy of the story. That's right. I, I did see this story in my inbox and I will read it uh, probably tomorrow. Thank you, Robin. Uh, Don't day 2K. Remove the halting and the stutters and Fetterman's affordable college response sounds like Schumer, Pelosi or any other congressional Democrat. Well, maybe it does. I guess they don't say that much more yeah. of substance. I suppose that's fair. Uh, the three P uh, Daniel uh, Jagger says the three people chiefly responsible behind Joe Biden's election, Jim Clyburn, Kingmaker in the South Carolina primary, Mark Elias, election law, workaround in swing states and Zuckerberg 420 million in kind drop box installation. Sounds like a lot of fortification potentially. Uh, but I, I think you're right in your analysis there. Carrie uh, green says happy Halloween. Well, thank you, Carrie and happy Halloween to you as well. Trav to the world. We love you. You're very special. Fetterman ran because he wants to take away your ability to defend your family and force you to sponsor the butchering of babies. He is evil and deserves no pity. I suppose that's fair. Okay. That All right. Yeah. Even if he's, uh, that he, I, that, that he had this intent before he had his medical episodes. And if you had the intent before the medical episodes, you probably deserve some, br- uh, some blame. I said, that's, that's true. All I really want is for somebody to tell me that I don't have to feel bad about somebody that's had a stroke, you know, in general, not just Fetterman. All, oh, right. Yeah. All strokies. All strokies. Knuckle Hunky Buck says Hillary doesn't need to worry about 2024. I've been assured on good authority that there are robust safeguards in place to protect the security of elections. I'm sure the same fortification will be available. Yeah. Robin D. Banks says I was going to super chat about Hillary, but Google won't let me. Just so you know, she cheated in 2016 and, it, and is a blatant criminal. I've written proof uh, from her own hand. Daily reminder. Well, I'd be careful with that information. That sounds like. You're not going to kill yourself with that. Yeah, really. With that. Nuke nuke the ice caps. Thanks for supporting the show. I'll read one more here. Plum Logan. Those who say America is an idea want you to forget who built it and who they built it for. If you want to forget because or they want you to forget because they are selling it out from under you. Mm. Knuckle hunky buck. They cannot demoralize me. Warrior ethos. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade blonde. Stop being so defeatist and gross,ome damn heart. Hey, hmm. I'm still having kids. So isn't that a sign that, that I'm truly hopeful or something? I don't know. Robin D. Banks, uh, blonde and I once made hate. We tried to clean him up and tie his tie. He later said they splashed bleach on me and they tied a noose around my neck. We're sorry, juicy smolier. We didn't mean it. <laughs> Eric Burns March, give those kids Twitter accounts. I, know, I am right? not suicidal. Um, Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Apes together strong. Matt Matt and I once tried to make love, but he asked me to pretend I was in high school and solve crimes with him. I ended up drinking too much rum and leaving a mega, mega trickle down at his pillow. God. Mega MAGA is hard to say, you know? I know. Chicken fried monkey blonde. Tell us exactly what your tweet was that got you banned. Great show. It was not. I said like now every mixed race post wall uh, like slut is going to think that there's a prince for her at the end of the rainbow. I think that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Oh it wasn't that God. bad. Uh, Colt, I don't think I'm getting my Twitter account back. Yeah. Um, 
Colton Regal, feeling like I don't have anyone in my life I can truly trust right now. What are y'all suggestions for healthy coping mechanisms for this kind of loneliness? Mm. Um, get out, do stuff, make friends, build community, uh, and cook. You know, if you cook, people will just be around you. It's how I've tricked all my friends into hanging out my house constantly. Uh, I would uh, I would start with with I would take two approaches. I would I would join some kind of church of some kind, some sort of uh, faith organization, and I would join some kind of uh, activity of some kind, whether it's like a sporting group or a gym class or if you play music or some kind of activity club thing that you can join. Yeah, in this situation, you just need people, you need a few people with similar values that you can establish trust with. And those are places where I think you could find that. So yep. just put yourself in social situations, but don't, but do it in places where there's some shared value that pre-exists. Don't try to do it at bars. Mm. Don't try to like find, you know, women on Tinder know. or something. Maybe some people meet at bars. I don't know. Not impossible. It's just if people are at like a church or something or at say like some sort of activity that's self betterment or, or building something, you know, they're there for a reason beyond just like, I like to drink or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Eric Burns, Marsh, Matt, I encourage you to teach your children to be discreet. They should avoid the N word and use Dindu, Dinger, Jogger, 13 of 52, et cetera. Don't instead. forget. That's true. good advice. Don't forget Dinger. I, I forgot about that one. Yep. General Colorado Rivas. Rockies fame. The kids probably got arrested because a county jail cell was the only place they'd be safe from the bloodlust of a diverse mob who heard the wrong utterance in some stupid video. Uh, it, it was, yes, yeah, a safety measure. Okay. It was. Yeah. Colton Regal, feeling like I don't have anyone in my life. I can, what, what is happening? Did it come through twice? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's the, I refreshed. Okay. Let me find where I left off here. Uh, Ryan Haas. Yeah. I love the costumes. Had me rolling at the start of the show. Hope you both have a fantastic week. You too, Ryan. Oh, thank you, Ryan. film guy, Robert Downey Jr. has done blackface again for a recent film playing a Mexican with Jamie Foxx, but they are afraid to release the movie over fears of him being canceled. He's already been canceled. Oh, I didn't hear about this. All right. Uh, Captain Hare, too. Need to get back into dating at 31. Divorcing cheat wife. Too thirsty to court a true Christian trad wife Mm. for the next few years. Too chase for a leftist free love hoe. What y'all suggest, peace. Okay, you're a 31-year-old divorcee. If you have kids, you're going to have to date a single mom. If you don't have kids, I would look into the 26 to 28-year reformed feminist with a low body count person. Where do you find that? Where do you go searching? Well, I don't know. I mean, we all met each other because we have common intellectual ground. I can't in yeah. the, in the singles thing on our show. There are two girls in there. It has worked. <laughs> there are two girls in there. I think it has worked in the past. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's not impossible, man. Uh, all the best to you. And, and I, I hope uh, the best out of a, a crappy situation. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but, uh, but I hope you find what, um, something that's better for you and something that uh, is more aligned with your values. Yep. Misanthrope, the pro clutching about Paul's underwear hammer time has really been weak compared to things in the past. Elon really took the wind out of their sails. Maybe, maybe I guess I have to get a better, maybe I have to think about what the baseline for apologetic disavowing was in the past. Maybe there actually is less this time. Yeah. Shane Lewis, libs claim that all risk from the vaccine is exactly the same as the risk from contracting COVID. In other words, if a loved one dies from heart disease after getting the vaccine, they'll say the virus would have done the same. Yeah, Mm. I don't know how you could ever prove that, but whatever. Idiots. John Yarber, 
Elon is safe thanks to Starlink and the brain chip to bridge flesh to robots. He might be. Um, Shane Lewis, a lib told me that excuse as she got her five-year-old boosted and this was someone in the healthcare field, the smartest people in the country. Yeah, right. Ugh. I think we can all agree after this COVID thing that doctors are retards, right? Esoterica Unbound. I assume Blonde. that by default now. <laughs> um, I know. Be warned, my wife nursed our kids interminably. I assume Should maybe I intermittently or no, in, in, yeah. or maybe it means in, interminably. Yeah. I, I have no familiarity with this word. I'm sorry if I'm an idiot. Hold and on, more hold on. Endless, endless. Yeah. Like, ah, and, yeah. I, I have never said this before. Uh, and more passive and entitled Zoomers would be hard to, hard to find. Oh, hmm. I'm working on it. Uh, Brom 39. Remember, November is no nut November. Good luck. Ah. Doesn't matter. There may be a YouTube hack that's swapping channels when going live. The Dogs podcast, Cleveland Browns commentary channel, live streamed at church service this morning. Not sure how that happened. Huh. Weird. Long John John, it'd be the ultimate power move if the Daily Wire started selling Yeezus. <laughs> I, don't yeah, think, really. I don't think that's going to happen. happen. But uh, <laughs> I, I've seen crazier help, right? things, I suppose. Um, Robin D. Banks, Knuckle Hunky Buck and I once. No, we didn't. As soon as he showed up, I dried up like the Sahara. Sorry for breaking your heart slash peen. Wow. I just want to be friends. You bitch. Xander, it's funny how Brazil is one of the largest countries in the Western Hemisphere. Shut up! Silly, Silly woman. Can count votes in one day, but Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan can't. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, I suppose that's noteworthy. We should get some tips. Knuckle hunky book. Apparently, I can't even manage to get friend zone fictional running jokes. Women, am I right? Am I Tough. right? Well, hunky right? has some of the best, so it's going to work out eventually here. Um, Long Don John, Matt can't go on Friday night tights. He's not well-versed enough on pop culture, and we all know Matt is never tight on Friday nights. Sorry, blonde. Gross. I don't know what that is, but I, I can guess. Yeah. It's a million degrees in here, and I'm sweating up my mom's blazer pits. Uh, is that it? Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says, which is it, Matt? Should I go someplace where people share common values with me, or should I not go someplace where people just like to drink? Well, are you saying that your values are just drinking? <laughs> if so, then head straight to the bar. I get it. I, know, I, know. I understand that. Uh, if that's if that's what you're searching for, you're perfectly entitled to go seeking that. Uh, I think we are all set. Uh, yep. Thank you guys over on D Live as well. Anything else before we call it a night? No, thank you guys so much for joining us. Happy Halloween. All right. Well, if ever there was a night to uh, push three hours, once again, it would be the Halloween show with such an insane Halloween story. So um, thank you for helping us dissect it. And uh, if you're listening tomorrow, I'm sorry about how everything in this show has now changed factually and the story is completely different. But thank you for sticking with us. It probably already has. Uh, if you are listening later, thank you kindly as well. Thanks for everybody for tuning in live and helping uh, us stay in touch with the facts and for supporting the show too. But uh, if you'd like more to listen to, including uh, Blonde's latest interview, the uh, call-in show replays, they're all on the audio platforms of the podcast. You can catch those linked in the description or over on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. Speaking of anything else show related, find it where? On the website mattchristiansonmedia.com we'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday sorry Chuck Todd it's not Meet the Press it is the Matt and Blonde Show have a great night and a great week